Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Tuesday Show. My name is Walter David. And I'm James Chen. How's everybody going? We have these things to discuss today. We're going to be talking about the International, TI, and FGC. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, some tournament results that went down over the weekend. We'll be talking about some Capcom stuff. We'll be talking about a bunch of Mortal Kombat news. And we got some other topics as well. We'll definitely get to our 5-5 <laughs> five five stuff, which uh, includes the viewer choice. Yeah. We're getting back on that grind, so I hope that you have sent in your vote if you have a chance. Definitely some people did. Yeah, and not only that, too, but, you know, every week with the viewer questions, we get to pick the one that oh, we yeah. want to do. Oh, yeah. So we will ignore your votes after we acknowledge your votes. You know, it's <laughs> partial democracy? I don't know. <laughs> uh, Alright, but yeah, let's talk about the first thing that we have here, which is the FGC and the, the International. International. So if you somehow don't know anything about video games, the International is the big Dota major of the year. It's like their big, it's their Evo. That's mm, yeah. weird to say. Uh -huh. uh, <laughs> it's gigantic. Yes. They had a, I think, $34 million prize pool. Yeah. It was huge. They had a stadium that they were in. Yeah. They had giant stream numbers. Mm -hmm. They had... Amazing production value. <laughs> I mean, off the wall, amazing production value. Right. Uh -huh. The augmented reality stuff. Wait, I didn't even. You see didn't even. It. You I didn't see didn't that. See that one? No. This, they've been doing this for a couple of years. Uh, when they are in the picking phase uh -huh. and they're like picking their heroes or whatever they're called in that game, champions. I, I get it mixed up. Um, <laughs> cool dudes. They're dudes, and they're getting their dudes. <laughs> I need to make they a have the, now just to call them the dudes. The dudes, yeah. <laughs> they have a, an augmented reality thing of the of those characters oh, in front of yeah, the players yeah, themselves. Yeah, okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, which is pretty sick. And they just have it's just great production, man. Like the the they occasionally have this super sick looking thing where they like cut to um, I don't I don't know any of the technical terms obviously, but like diagonal cuts uh -huh, simultaneous. Uh -huh. Of each of the lanes, so you can uh, see what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the top yeah. And I did bottom. see that. I did see That's that. Cool. Yeah, yeah. They just had. They had like so the, cool. Here's somewhere else on the map going on over here, yes. and here's the replay. But the live is over here in the corner, and all this stuff. Yeah, you know. Yes. Money is nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, and and they are they're killing it out there. You know, they have yeah. they have an incredible show. I really like some of the commentators. <laughs> wow! I may, maybe maybe emphasized the, the wrong word in that sentence. <laughs> I really liked some of the commentators. Oh, I didn't I mean that to come out. I didn't mean to Oh, it moved me all right some of to a bigger house. <laughs> oh, I said the loud part, the soft part loud. It's <laughs> one of my favorite lines. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, um, <clears throat> No, anyway, they, they really they really do have some good some good commentators, some good analysts, some good hosts. Some of them are called casters, and then they have the analyst desk or whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, you mean, know, they got some good personalities. Yeah, I only managed to tune in to the grand finals a little bit, and that was obviously at like four a.m. or whatever like that. But I was awake at the time. Yeah, okay, so I I wasn't awake. Yeah, for that. Uh, I watched the like winners finals mm -hmm. and then the lower bracket. Or well, maybe? I mean, apparently the first game in the grand finals was a ridiculous comeback by Team Liquid because I just saw on my feed like what the hell. So I was like. Well, that sounds exciting, and I tuned in, and the two games that I saw were just OG, just sm 
matching. Nice. Team Liquid. I mean, at one point in time, I think I saw it was like a 23 to 11 kill disparity and stuff, and the other, the, the, the OG had just leveled up so much that they couldn't do any damage to them at all and stuff, as far as I can tell. I am basing everything that I saw on League. Right, and I know that they're okay. not exactly okay. the same, yeah. you know, yeah. but I'm assuming the more kills you get, the more experience, I mean, probably. the more money, etc., etc. So, I mean, the one thing that I will say, though, is that, you know, seeing the numbers on the stream, it reached maybe a million viewers at one point in time. I can't remember because it was at 900 and something thousand when yeah. I was looking okay. at it. You know, and there's just so many people watching and everything like that. I think you mentioned this in a tweet as well, but, like, I'm sitting there watching the game. I have no freaking clue what's going on. There's yeah. so much information on the screen. Yeah. There's just so much stuff. Everything is tiny. Yeah. You can't see anything. And even when they get into the engagement, like, for example, for me, I really honestly think, like, one of the things that a MOBA could do to really increase their viewership, actually, is on the caster viewer screen to outline all the heroes, all the champions in a team color, in the red and the blue, so when they mesh up with each other, you can actually still see Do you mean on the little minimap? Yeah, no, not even on the minimap. I mean on the main screen. Just have like a fairly distinct outline oh, so when they all jump onto each other. Because a lot of times when they jumped onto each other, to tell who was on whose team, I had to look for the green or the red energy bar. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they've actually had them highlighted. I think that would actually... I mean, of... so... I don't, know. I, I don't find it very easy to watch either, but that's because I don't know the, name, the game at all. Right. Right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, they don't need to satisfy me. Right? They, yeah. had, they had a million people watching. Yeah. A billion people played Dota. I don't know. A billion people. <laughs> the prize pool was infinity dollars. Mm -hmm. They don't need to satisfy me as somebody who is not watching and playing Dota. They have right. plenty of people. So to that's, cater to. That's the crazy thing is I'm sitting there watching it. I'm like, I can't tell what's going on. Yeah. I have no idea what any of this, uh, all this information means. There's like all these charts. There's all yeah. these things everywhere. And the crazy thing about it is everybody's watching it. Yeah. So obviously complexity of game doesn't affect how many people watch it. I mean, football kind of proves that already, right? Because football is like one of the most arbitrary sports. It's in very the world. complicated. Yeah. <laughs> Extremely strategically deep, deep, for sure. Right. It is. So it's kind of really interesting. So. Well, I mean, people watch football. Some people who watch football are in it for the strategy. Mm -hmm. A lot of people who watch football want to see some stuff happen. Yeah. Right? And, and I mean, football, it, while it's complicated, it also has the most brilliant pacing of all yeah. sports. Which is, hey, how's it going? I'm about to eat food, blah, 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 Wait, huh, huh, hike! Oh! Okay, talk, eat food. Definitely, like, yeah. honestly, it's like yeah, the most genius. Right. So, I mean, like, I, soccer, you have to pay attention. Hockey, you have to pay attention, yeah. like, constantly. Yeah. And there's I mean, a soccer is a way bigger international sport. Right, but I'm just saying, that's why America doesn't like, because America yeah. wants yeah. the beer and the yeah, chips. Yeah, we're super lazy. Yeah. So, um, I, I don't know why people watch Dota. Whatever. They don't have to satisfy me. They're doing a great job. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to the FGC, our events, as big as some of them have gotten, are one or two or three orders of magnitude smaller than mm -hmm. that in terms of the viewership and in terms of the amount of money on the line, in terms of the amount of players who are playing the game. Mm -hmm. uh, in all of these metrics, we are way smaller. What do you feel that we can take from something like TI? Well, I mean, 
honestly, I, I don't think we're going to be getting there anytime soon. And I think every year the TI comes around, this conversation comes yeah. up. Everyone's always like, how do we... I One, I just don't think it's necessarily even possible. Because, I mean, frankly, the truth of the matter is fighting games just aren't as popular. They're just yeah, not as popular. They're not as big, of right? They're just not as big. Dota's and, one of the biggest games in the whole world. Right. And because of that, like, I think just trying to shoot for that kind of goal is a little wrong because it's just not going to happen anytime soon. We have to solve so many other problems first before we think we can even, like, how do we get to TI levels, right? So how do we increase the prize money? How do we get the viewership, the production, and all that stuff like that? More people need to be playing fighting games, and I think this is where it starts to go to the devs at yep. this point. I don't feel like that we're doing a good enough job with the fighting games themselves. I've been, we, I know I've been talking about this forever. I know you've probably been talking about this to everybody, and we talk to each other about this stuff all the time. But frankly, I just don't think the experience of playing fighting games is enjoyable necessarily. Unless you're one of those people who are just really in it to play really, really strong, you know, to be one of the best. If you're a person trying to get into fighting, I mean, like, I, I always bring up the poker analogy, right? When poker got really popular on ESPN, everyone's like, this looks fun. I want to play poker. You get a pack of cards, you get some chips. Everyone can sit down and play poker, and everyone can play bad, and they're still having fun, right? But the weird thing about fighting games is, one, it's expensive to get into a little bit, right? It's a little more expensive. Well, it's not free to play. It's not free to play, like Dota and stuff like that is, or poker. And two, trying to get into it isn't fun, you know? Because you go online, you play ranked, and people blow you up, and people are teabagging you, and, you know, it's like, I don't know, it's just like... You lose a hundred games and you don't know why, and it just like I don't know like the experience, the online experience, and then and then you got to deal with netcode. Like let's not even. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, I think I think that's probably a better angle to take this because I'm, I I certainly don't expect fighting games to ever be as big as Dota is or Fortnite or whatever. It's not. They're not going to be the biggest game in the world. Right. I don't mm -hmm. think that's ever going to happen. However. The fact that Mortal Kombat 11 is the best-selling game of the year, like, makes me rethink some of this. Okay. I, I think that I think that there is definitely a path to having fighting games being much more popular than they are, mm -hmm. and it is—it's the devs. That's where right. that's where it is. It's with the devs. Mm -hmm. So we, as the FGC, I feel kind of unfortunately are just in this position where we have to wait, and hopefully the next game that comes out has great netcode and has you know, great single-player stuff to do and doesn't have a root kit and does have great UI. And, you know, I mean, like, there's there's any number of things right, right. that could be vastly improved. And in the game that did most of them, Mortal Kombat, mm -hmm. it's the number one selling game of yeah. the year. Not only that, too, but Mortal Kombat also has one huge advantage that I don't, actually don't think a lot of people talk about, though, is that it released on every platform at yep. the same time. Sure. And I think that was a huge deal. I think that was a really, really big deal that attributed to why it's selling so well. A lot of the other games that could have competed with it are either exclusives or they're not on the Switch or they or Steam ones coming a few months later or the console ones are coming a few months I'm, later. I'm sure, I'm sure that has a big role to play because I think it's part of why, for example, Fortnite's so big you can play it on, mm -hmm. on anything. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, the, the other things 
you know, can, could Street could Street Fighter have been on every platform? No, I mean it was partnered with Sony. Right, right? It couldn't have been yeah, on Microsoft yeah. stuff. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But they could have not had a root kit on your computer. Or they, they could have came they out could with have a full good, game. Yeah, they could have had single player content. Right. They could uh-huh, have had uh-huh. good netcode. They could have done a lot of stuff. Right. They could have had the, the fact that MK lets players know that there's a tournament coming up. There right. is a stage in the mm-hmm, game mm-hmm. that is the next tournament. Or the pre just just past tournament. Right. They tell you on the little notifications when you sign in, hey, there's going to be a tournament. Check right. it out. Right. All these things are things that we as the FGC, we can't do. They are on the dev right. to do. And I if mean, they don't do it, we can't add it. What's, what's interesting here is, like, I don't know if... I mean, obviously Twitch is, like, you just put it in your browser and it works, right? I'm wondering why a game like MK11, with all the foresight that they had and everything like that, didn't just build in, there's a tournament going on right now, want to watch it? I don't know, yeah. And you hit the button, it's like, whoop, yeah, there it is. I, so you I, know? Don't need to, I, mean, I don't need to say that they are doing this perfectly. I think oh, yeah, 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 no, I know, they but they're could, still they doing be better than anybody yeah, else. Right. They're clearly doing better than anybody else. I'm not saying that they're not doing well, but yeah. I'm just... I'm not saying they're perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's the thing, is like, one of the things that's tough, and one of the reasons why, even before MK11 came out, I was like, I'm really looking forward to what NRS is going to do, is because they always kind of innovate, right? Yeah. I don't feel like they had the level of innovation with MK11 that I felt like, like Injustice 2 kind of was a leap forward, and MK11 is kind of a, like maybe on par with that, okay. so it's good. But like the thing about it is, uh, the innovation, I feel like, is coming from the wrong place right now. I, I really just think the single-player experience in fighting games is really poor right now. It is. The ranked, yes. ranked matches are the least enjoyable. Everybody, you talk to anybody, and the thought of going online to play ranked a bunch of people is more met with, okay, here we go. Instead of, dude, let's go, let's go, let's go play, right? And honestly, I mean, we're jumping around through all sorts of topics. Like, one of the ones that I think is that fighting against the computer is not fun in fighting games. I don't think that's true. What do you mean? I think that part of why MK is the best-selling fighting game is that they have a ton of great single-player content. Okay, right. For that, And but, I don't mean the story. I mean I mean the towers and right. the ongoing stuff. But a lot of stuff that you do there doesn't quite get you ready for actual ranked matches, That's, that's right? true. So here's a, here's a great lesson. We've just learning, started to learn how to play Tepid. Yeah. And I p- use the practice against the CPU a lot, and I felt like I learned a lot. You know, I feel like I can play against the computer and I have to deal with real tactics, real strategies, and I'm like, okay, I'm getting a better idea of what I'm supposed to do or how to use my deck, right? Obviously, they don't get to the point where that the players are doing crazy stuff, but you play it enough and you're like, oh, shit, this deck is weak to flying. Like, every one of the computers has a thing that you can train against. So I play against Rathalos to learn how to deal with flying. I play against Wesker to learn how to deal with revenge. I play against... Uh, Ryu to learn how to deal with damage. I play against uh, Mega Man to deal with someone keeping their life up. It's interesting. Like, I get that kind of training out of it, right? And then when I go play online, I feel like I'm a little bit more ready to go. There's nothing in fighting games that I feel like that you play one player that makes you feel like I'm ready to go to ranked. Yeah, I think that's true. And I think that's one of the big issues. Now, the thing is, I don't know what the answer is. Otherwise, I'm sure... Uh, somebody else would have come up with it too and that's one of the hardest things because making an AI for a fighting game is so hard because it, it's 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 not like a lot of other games where you it's it's 
you can boil it down to very basic ideas. I, I'm just not sure that this is why, that, th that this is, you know, one of the bigger factors in why fighting games are not as big. As people are just now mentioning in the chat, uh, every game is like this, right? Every competitive game is like this, where you, you play it against the computer, or you play against very low levels. Mm -hmm. Totally different story than playing it competitively. Right. Uh -huh. at, it's not at all the same game. But, still, I'll, so many people are playing it. There's so much other stuff to do. There's so much cool content. You get to do a, a whole bunch of different things. Maybe it's free to play, right? You don't have to spend a lot of time and, and money to get into it in the first place. There's all these other reasons that a lot of people play the game, and some percentage of those people go competitive. Right, but here's the thing. And like... I, I would be, I don't know this, but I would be curious to know what the rate of people who go competitive is in fighting games uh -huh. as a whole versus other genres as a whole. I suspect it's not that different. I mean, it's interesting because when I was trying to learn League, we played against bots all day. Like, it was just a group of us playing against bots. And I felt like I was able to play and learn basics and, you know, and just the general okay, ideas of what my hero does. I think if you have not been playing fighting games competitively for 25 years and right. you played against the computer, you would think, I get, I, get, I get it. Here's what I should be doing. You're wrong, but, right. I, but, but, <laughs> but I, think that's, I think that's what you feel in the same way that picking up a MOBA for the first time and then going online and playing against right. other bad players makes you think, oh, the the computer prepared me. But it didn't really. It's just that everybody else sucks, too. I, I think it prepares you better well, than I, fighting games. I don't know. Let's just put it that I'm way. I'm not sure. I, I honestly I'm think sure. that fighting games I just, are one I of just the think this is, not, this is not the reason. Right. Oh, yeah, well, it's one of the many reasons that we've got to... Yeah, yeah. but I, just, I don't think it's among the biggest reasons, I guess. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's just like I said, like, every time, like I said, when I play Tepid and I'm just like, hey, you know what, I feel like experimenting with the deck, I'm just going to play against the computer. And like, I feel like that that's good enough for me to play the game and pass the time without having playing other people. And there's nothing in fighting games of that equivalent. You know what I mean? Like, I can't sit there and, like, even in MK11, as a player, I'm not even just going to sit there. Like, I feel like having some fun with Mortal Kombat, I'm going to go and play the tower. No, I don't. You know, I, I, I don't have a choice. If I just, I have nothing. But I, I bet there were 100,000 people who did that over the past month, who went, who went online, or who went on to the towers. And right, but they don't go to play ranked. They never so, go so to like, play ranked. Like I was saying, That's some percentage thing. of those people right. convert themselves into competitive players. I mean, we need to grease that path for sure, but right. there's just some percentage that we need to, to make it happen. Anyway, the right. point is that I think that the major onus is on the devs yeah, yeah, to yeah. get the games right in a way that we as the FGC can't really do. It's just mm -hmm. not... We don't have that power mm -hmm. to make the game. We can't make the net code better. Right? right. I mean, we can... We, we can. Net they code, did that for Melee, I mean, right? <laughs> but that's not legal, right? right. So if, if, we want, if we want to stay within the bounds of the law right? uh -huh, uh -huh, and uh -huh. have a lot of players available to us, then we have to just wait for the devs to do it. And too often, they're just doing a bad job. Right. I mean, number one thing is netcode, right? Yep. I, I just wrote a tweet, and I was like, it is unfathomable to me that netcode is not the number two priority in every fighting game. Right. Number one is obviously make the game fun, right? I mean, of course, of course. The, the game has to be good. Yeah. The, the game has to be good. Yeah. But the number two priority has to be netcode. And the fact that the netcode is just so woefully inadequate, like, I don't... 
like I know that there's good games out there. Like Ki is really good, and Skullgirls is really good. But we've been we've been saying Ki and Skullgirls. I know. For six like how years, old are these games now? Exactly. For and, a long time. And even when I play MK11, I get bad matchups here and there. You know yeah, what I it's mean? Not perfect. So and so what I mean like obviously. Part of another problem that's a whole other discussion is that Japan doesn't quite understand everything. Same discussion, I feel. Right. I think this is the same discussion. Right, because the, the, they're developing netcode for Japan. They have no idea how to bad To the extent they care about it. I yeah, don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know. Or something. I've always gotten the impression it's not among the forethought. It's it's an afterthought. Dude, 8-Bit Barbarian, I don't disagree at all. It says, with the waning popularity of SG and K, you could argue that FG Netco is in the worst state overall now than it, is in a worse state than it was six years ago. Yeah, and maybe. I kind of agree with that, you know. Maybe. I don't run in I I barely play games online because it's just not a fun process. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's weird because like I said, I'll play something like Teppin online all day. But then with fighting games, every time I want to play it online, it just feels like a chore. Oh, Teppin's made for it. By the way, I just had terrible lag in Teppin yesterday. Oh, did you? The first oh, time, okay. it was unplayably bad. Okay. <laughs> That's very okay. rare. Interesting. Okay. It was absurd. Okay. Uh, anyway, yeah, no, I, I think I think the it's the same issue, which is that the developers are not making the games that we want to play. Right. Mm-hmm. It's the same, whether it's in Japan or here. Because uh, if they're not making the games that we want, yeah, the, the game. I, I don't. I don't just mean the, the gameplay itself. Because I think in many cases, this is actually the best era for uh-huh. fighting games. Like mm-hmm. we have so many super great gameplay games, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. But the the rest of the package mm-hmm. is just, in most cases, absolutely not there. I mean, even, uh, there was a conversation with uh, Glenn Cravens and a bunch of other people, including the Hado, I think it was, and then uh, uh, One Frame Link and stuff. You know. Glenn was just talking about the awesome stats they had at TI. And, you know, that's all built into the game. Right, right. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's crazy because we know these fighting games can do it. Smash Brothers has it in Melee. Like, afterwards, they have, they have like, distance walked. You know, time <laughs> right, spent right. in the air. You know, yeah. like, how many times Let's did you crouch? Yeah. You know, and stuff like that, right? And you know what? The crazy thing is, like, most fighting games, I'm pretty sure, are doing very similar things. Because even like when you play Third Strike online, they have those stupid things where like, you get 10 uppercuts, ding, and they're like counting all this stuff. And then, uh, I mean, I was told at some point in time that Street Fighter 4 recorded a lot of this data and just didn't have it, didn't do anything with it, you know? So if we can get these fighting games to build on all this data and have an API that you can access it, like let's say after the match, it automatically like spits it out somewhere and then people can like... The information needs to be built in the game. Like, we can't have some dude sitting there writing down, oh, no, uppercut, yeah, yeah, uppercut, right, right. right? Yeah, you can't do that. There it's, are people who are doing that, but that's just not efficient. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it, you know... Well, SF5 has the little uh, hexagon or whatever it is of your various stats, and it just does, it's useless, right? It doesn't do anything. <laughs> it's just a No little, one's paid attention to it. It doesn't do anything at all. I will play the most turtly version of yeah. a character, and it's like offense. Yeah. It's like to the yeah. max. It definitely like, thinks my Zangief is all about defense. <laughs> I'm serious. It thinks my Zangief is all about defense. Uh, it's, it's just not good. What, what, again, what I, what I mean when I say that they're not making the games that we want is that I don't mean the gameplay. Yeah, uh-huh, exactly. The gameplay in many cases is great. I think it's the best right now that it's ever been. Gameplay is, yeah, game is play. the best we've ever had in fighting games. I think that's true. Because we legit have like 12 games that are super amazing that came out in the past like three or yeah. four years. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But the other stuff, again, talking about the netcode, the UI, the single player content, uh, the even the stuff you can customize your, your characters with. Mm -hmm. You have a thousand Chun-Li costumes and you may not care about that character, right? There's just, right. there's not like a consistent amount of things that you get to do in the game. It's very obvious. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's, it's... So that's... I saw earlier in the chat, as I was saying, we need to wait for the devs to do that. I take the point that we can't just wait. This is something that we have to actively ask for. Well, I, look, am I going to boycott SF6 if it comes out with bad netcode? I probably won't, because I want to play it. I'm captured right. to some degree. I get mm -hmm. it. But at the same time, I really want to agitate for change. Well, here's here's another... It's not, you know, I, get, I think probably a boycott would be more effective, but I'm not willing to go that far, to be honest, well, <laughs> with most of my fighting games. I want to play them. Here's so the, I just have to be loud about it. Here's the other problem, too, is that Japan's not listening to us. They're literally just not listening to us, right? I mean, I, I feel like the Jap Japanese devs, if you look at Nintendo and Capcom, I just don't think they're listening to us, right? Which is why it's been pretty freaking amazing with... I mean, and lo and behold, Tekken 7 is the most popular fighting game right now. They're actually listening to the people. You know, they fix the input lag right away, and Harada kind of has his ear to the grindstone, right? He, he's has all the, you know, don't ask me for shit memes in, 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 in the Negan trailer and all that stuff like that. I feel like that they kind of know what's going on. Although Tekken 7 obviously is still missing a ton of stuff. I was going to say, yeah, I feel like there's there actually is a lot missing. Yeah, because Tekken 7 is one of the most missing ones, I think, because of their training mode is inadequate. Yeah. And they have no tutorial. In Netcode, not as great. Right, Netcode is not as great. But then, uh, yeah, Ear to the Grindstone, I know I completely messed that one that up. But, you know, um, Nintendo, is, like I said, is... Reputedly bad, right? Samurai Showdown. I'm really happy with what SNK is doing because you know they fix their input lag. They in did the at least fix that. Glorious way. They, they have the most cartoonishly bad UI that I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. it's, it's I can't believe they did it. Well, the, it's so bad. The 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 lobby system is built off of Street Fighter Four technology. Their ranked system is built off of that same thing where someone has to create the room and then the other guy challenges them instead of the game just trying to matchmake them themselves. You, you, you literally have to scroll to the next page of characters. It's absurd. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't, well, I don't remove, just mean the logic. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole, uh, the yeah, whole game yeah, yeah, yeah. is just rife with the worst Rimu, UI ever. Rimu is stuck on the second it's page absurd. Of It's absurd. It's <laughs> absurd. So I, just don't, I don't know how that is happening still. How are those decisions being made? That's a decision somebody made right. at some point to do right. that. It's wild. I don't know. Yeah. No, literally, yes, there's another page of characters. You can't find Rimu, Rimururu on the page at all. It's like a secret character, like in old Mortal Kombat games, when you have to like go to the side to find like, a reptile or whatever. <laughs> Akuma in X-Men vs. Street Fighter, exactly, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's like that. It's, you know. Oh, uh, man. Unbelievable. Yeah. So it's, we it's it's on it's on the devs. I really think in large part as as the FGC. I think that there are things that we could still be doing to grow more. I'm not sure there's a lot that we could be doing to grow in a way that we all want to grow. Mm -hmm. That is to say, like I think we could probably I don't know sell out in some more substantial way than we have, and maybe grow in a way that's unsustainable. Maybe we could sell. Call of Duty slots for thirty million dollars each, and nobody even knows if the league's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Like maybe like we could do that stuff. But that's not what we want to do. I feel like we're actually growing great in a way that we want. So it's on the devs. Mm -hmm. That's where the problem is. That's that's the the biggest thing I think standing between us and and substantial growth is that. 
And when you see a game that puts it, most of it together, like Mortal Kombat, it sells incredibly well. Yeah. I really think there's a market out there that is bigger than we I, often think. I just wonder if that has anything to do with it, though. That's the thing, right? Even though Mortal Kombat did all these things right for the FGC, if it didn't have a lot of that stuff, if it didn't have the frame data in the game, if it didn't have better netcode, would it still have sold the same? Probably. No, I, I don't think so. No, I mean, I, it would have sold well. They always sell well, even when right. they were bad games. Uh -huh. But they were not the best-selling games. They have now both good story, good single-player tower stuff, customization, right, but the story, good netcode. The story doesn't matter to the FGC, right? So all the stuff that we're asking right. for, all the stuff that we're asking for, for like these... You know, stats to be published. And I really all. think that the stories is um, is as important. the The single player content, I think, in a large way, is how you get new competitive players. You get the, you get them in there. You you there's needs to be a hook in the first place that makes you care about the game. Right. And if you're not somebody mm -hmm. who cares about the game in the first place, why would this horrible story mode get you involved? I don't know. Right. I really think that that single player content needs to be looked at as a way to get people into. Right. Homes. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I, I agree with that too. I don't know if that would change a lot about MK sales. Like, I don't think you can attribute MK sales to a large part of that stuff. I feel like MK is going to sell no matter what. It'll sell but, well, for sure, because yeah, even no the bad games what. did. Right. But this game is selling extra well, and I think it's because it put the whole package together. Well, most of the package, anyway. Like, right. It's not yeah, perfect, yeah, yeah. Okay. but most of it. Yeah, and, and I also think Mortal Kombat, like I said, benefits from the fact that there's actually, like, Actually, three good consoles that people actually yeah, sure. play. There's, a, there's four, a bunch of four things. platforms on there, right? Yeah. So, definitely helps a lot. Um, it does. I think I really think it does matter to us. The, even even many of the people in the actual hardcore FGC do care about the characters in the story. Yeah, yeah. I think they. Uh -huh. I think we do. I mean, that's why a lot of people end up playing certain characters yeah. too, because they get, get hooked onto yeah. the characters a lot. So yeah. <sighs> Yeah. Yeah, they they can definitely market. That's that's true. They have more money to do so than many other people. But it's also a snowball, right? They've they've been building this snowball of Mortal Kombat for a long time, mm -hmm. and each time you have a success, you can put more money into it, right. and you can justify totally rewriting the game's code in order to get mm -hmm. good net code, because you're, then the next one will be more will sell better, and it did. Right. It did. So I mean, it's it is it's a self-perpetuating thing to some degree. It's not just that they have marketing; it's that this marketing is part in part because they've made good stuff. Right, and you know, someone in the chat mentions that Dota's only on one platform. That's irrelevant because it's also free to play, right? And that makes it so that you don't have to worry about sales. You just have to worry about engagement in well, a lot they, of ways. So. They sell a ton of stuff in game. Right, but that's the thing: is you get them in by being. By the way, free we also play. don't have enough of that. Yeah, uh, the DLC stuff like, is. So we've been talking a lot about MK, and I think how a lot of ways it's done a great job. Why is there not a Sub-Zero skin as there was in MKX, where you buy it and part of that goes to the prize pool for players? Right. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. That's part of, that's, I mean, that's the reason that the Dota prize pool is so high, right? I mean, people are buying into the game in a way that will support the prize pool. Yeah, it's weird, because like Tekken has a good system, Soul Calibur has a good system of customizing your characters and stuff like that, but... 
I mean, Tekken, I don't know if you could do it because they have such a long history of it, but like, should you start charging for that stuff? Should you start charging for the bathtub with the shower, you know, for Akuma or uh, the rubber classic. ducky? Yeah. Or the snorkel? Yeah. Should you be charging for the taiko drum guy or the or the hit point sparks from, right, from Final right, Fantasy? Right. You know, That's pretty cool. Would that actually make people mad if that happened all of a sudden? Like, why can't Ryu have different bandanas? Like, why doesn't Ryu have a bandana with a smiley face on it? Why can't you turn this fireball into a beach ball just for fun? You know what I mean? Be so sad. Dude, that was one of my ideas in Street Fighter 4, right? If you just turn this fireball into a beach ball for no reason, or a bowling ball. Like, you just, like, started throwing, like, stupid... In other games, they do do that stuff. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Brawlhalla makes all of their money off of skins. Right. And they make a crap ton they of money off of skins. They definitely do. Enough to partner with WWE recently. Yeah, I, I know, right? I mean, like, yeah. I, 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 like, that kind of goofy stuff, I feel like, would be really good and you know it's it's weird because street fighter feels like they're trying to do stuff like that with the costumes and everything like that but they just didn't i feel like but all, all the ideas are not taking it to that next they're yeah. all like kind of right there and they're not taken to the to the right level so yeah i mean i don't know what it is like i don't know how to solve this problem except just really keep yelling at devs it's and the hope devs. that they fix things it's the devs i i think you know another thing to learn from the international is right. that is the is the way that Valve operates. Wait, wait, hang on. Let me let me okay. address something. Curly sure. W says Dota has essentially zero single player content, right? Which is true, but you can still fight against bots with your friends, right? In Dota, look, it's not the same game, and it, I don't think it's I don't think it's true that every game needs to have that. Quite a few games don't have compelling single player content, right? But fighting games need to have that. Yeah, there just basically that, needs to be a way to enjoy the game in a relaxing environment. I think that's what I'm saying. Not even just that it has to be one-player content. Is you just have to have a way to enjoy the game, which you feel like you're actually playing the game, in a stress-free environment. And a lot of the times when you're playing fighting games and you're playing against other people, there's nothing stress-free about that, right? It's, it's just not a stress-free environment. Playing against the computer is also really, really just, like, not useful. I don't know. It's like, I, there's just got to be something, something more to it. You know what I mean? I don't know. Anyways, what were you saying not about... happening right now, that's for What sure. are you saying about Valve? Yeah, the way that Valve interfaces with the community, because I think that there's an idea that you need to have a major centralized governing body in order to grow a lot. That's something I've mm. heard from some of my esports friends uh, quite a bit. Thinking of something like Blizzard with Overwatch. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a league that Blizzard runs. Right. right? Uh, or same thing with League of Legends, that Riot basically has a league that it runs. It's very centrally controlled. Mm -hmm. Valve is not as much like that. Valve is a lot more hands-off. The, the huh. international is their thing. But other than that, they are not near, nearly as involved as Riot, Blizz, that kind of thing. It's it's a very different story. So it's while it's not as hands off as the the FGC can't is just going to be more hands off because we're not one game, right? It's not 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 like one publisher or developer has the FGC. It's we're a thousand different games. Right. So it's just yeah. one can only have so much control. Right. Um, so it, I think it's a little bit more than that. But still, it's a lot more hands off. And I think that that's a good lesson, that you ha you can actually grow substantially if you have a hands-off thing. But game has to be 
you have to get the game good. Right? The games have to be <laughs> right, good. Right, right. And that's something that we need a lot more of. Yeah. And, you know, someone's in the chat asking, you know, WaveGen's asking, why do we need a stress-free environment? You know, you have to prove yourself in fighting games by facing the stress. It's just you're not on all the time. That, that's, a, that's certainly true at a higher level, but I think to get people involved in the first place, right. um, having the ability to play against the computer or whatever, something that's stress-free, however you want to phrase it, is important. Right, because even fighting the Smash computer is actually kind of fun. Like, the Smash computer actually feels more like something is happening than, than a lot of other fighting games. I think they have some of the more well-developed fighting game AI. But, like, even when I used to play Smash Brothers a long time ago, you know, playing free-for-all against computer all at level 9 was fun in its own different kind of way. You know what I mean? There's just I just feel like that there needs to be more uh, to it. And, and, again, a lot of people are saying that Dota has really bad ranked experiences. That's fine. But, like I said, a lot of times you can play against bots. I'm assuming, again, everything that I'm saying is based off of League of Legends because I haven't played Dota. I just, right? I just don't think that this is, like, the important conversation. Dota is popular for some reasons mm -hmm. that I think are not that are, are a little bit can be applied to fighting games, but probably substantially not so. Mm -hmm. For fighting games, clearly it seems that having good single player stuff is important. We're talking about Smash, Smash has great single player content. Right, it and does. Again, so does Mortal. This is super important for people to get the game in the first place. Then some people will become competitive. Right. For fighting games, it's not the same as for Dota, where it's team mm -hmm. yada yada, different different deal. Yeah, but even playing against the computer, I feel like a lot of it is, even if you have single-player content, you want to learn the competitive aspects of it, right? So like I said, yeah, maybe Smash Brothers, I mean, uh, Defeat, or is it uh, Curly? Yeah, Curly is saying in the chat, like, you know, Smash has a bunch of single-player content here, like the World of Light and all this stuff, and Brawl had the best one, and nobody played Brawl, etc., etc. That's not even the... That's what I mean. That's not even the single-player content I'm talking about. That's why I, I'm not even sure the towers help that yeah, much, because that. You, don't, you don't have to fight missiles coming at you from off the screen when you're fighting against somebody else, right? Like, I'm just talking about playing the game and learning how to play the game, because when I... Like I said, when I played single-player Smash back in Melee days... I just played against the computer. And I wasn't playing any of those crazy single-player modes. I was just playing matches with the tokens set to CPU, and we would fight them. And that actually worked. You know what I mean? It was fun. It was a fun enough way to play the game, and I learned the game enough. Not to be competitive at high level, but I certainly learned the game enough to play. That's what I'm kind of talking about with the Tepin scenario, right? I'm not learning to play the game to play against these top level, but I'm playing it enough to feel comfortable enough to go there, to go to ranked, and when I'm not in the mood to go to ranked, I can still just experiment with decks and play against the computer. Like, I'll just pick some decks and just beat up on the computer sometimes because it's just fun to see your strategies work out and stuff like that, you know what I mean? But that's the hard thing about fighting games is like you can't program computers that you can bait computers to do stuff. It's just like the AI for fighting games is like the hardest thing to program in the world to be anywhere near remotely human replicatable. You know what I mean? That that it's actually doing stuff that humans do. I just think it's one of the hardest things. So anyway, it's on the devs. Yeah. I really think that's the biggest takeaway, is that it's on them to find the solutions to these problems. I feel like we're talking about some of them, but... I mean, netcode is, like, net is, like is, is like the number two thing, like I said, after just making the game fun. Like, I just don't understand how that's not the priority. I don't know how that we have this great system of GGPO that's been applied to games that don't even have... that weren't even built for it. And it works great. 
Uh, and yeah. people can't even make modern games uh, building yeah. for it and make it work. And then when they try to replicate it, we end up with Street Fighter V, right? I mean, it's like the netcode in that thing is abysmal. Paulo, I'll have you know that I basically blitzed through all the towers by doing Cetrion 4, 2, 3 over and over again. Did you? That's the solution to the to the AI. <laughs> it's very easy. Which one's four, two, three? She kind of spins around and goes, and then she does like a little low stab, like uh, with her foot, uh-huh. she goes step, and it's a standing reset. You're your plus. So you just do it again, and the computer always wants to press buttons. So it's trying to press a button, even though you have frame advantage, and you hit him again, and then they try to press the button, and you hit him again, and it's just the death. Right. <laughs> they don't know how to get out. Right, right. Oh, Dude. Man. You are so incredibly wrong on that spirit of the CBT. Netcode, it will help grow the FTC a lot. It'll help grow the FTC a lot because it's a miserable experience right now. So if the ranked mode, which is the primary way in which you should be playing fighting games, is not enjoyable, there's no way anybody's going to want to keep playing it. Like, I haven't played Street Fighter V online that much. Because every time I think about playing it, it's just like, I'm like, shit, here's this. And then you always hear people talking about, like, can you imagine if the top players that you admired, like Smug and Brian F. and all these guys, and you went to their stream, that they spent the whole time going, dude, this netcode is great. You guys should come and play this. Okay. This is so fun. Okay. Right? As opposed to, what the fuck? Fuck is this? God, this guy! I freaking hate! Oh my god! How do you even play this? This is the I I I can't even bring myself to play. If you don't think that having good netcode is going to increase the people playing your game, I mean that is just you're not you're not looking at the picture correctly. I mean honestly, so I don't know. I I think it's super important. Anyway, get on it. Gameplay is great with all the modern fighting games. The rest needs work, folks. <laughs> the rest needs a lot of work if we're going to get anything like that. We're not. We're not going to be like Dota size, but we could be a right. lot bigger. We could yeah, be a lot bigger. Now, here's the thing, right? So, Skullgirls is not the most popular fighting game right now, but it's sold amazingly well, right? It is sold Over the years, surprisingly yeah. well, and. There are other reasons why Skullgirls isn't as popular online, right? I mean, that's just the thing. Is like if you have a franchise like Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat, and your netcode isn't good, you're just going to end up with something that nobody's going to want to play, despite the fact that you have the franchise that everybody is invested in. If you have the franchise everybody's invested in, and you had the good netcode, your retention is going to be that much stronger. It's going to be that much stronger because you have the fan base already. Skullgirls, you can't even use it as a comparison to Street Fighter. Like, there's just no comparison. I mean, I watched Shazam on the plane, and one of the characters says Hadouken in the movie, right? There's just no comparison. You can't make that. It's like comparing apples to oranges. You know, if you have something like Smash Brothers or Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat, and you create good netcode, that will apply that will sell a lot that will make your game that much more popular i think that's true i think we're seeing that with mk11 yeah that's true exactly anyway get it together out there yeah that's all i mean that's and and you know we kind of want to talk about prize money too okay but 
all of that still applies to exactly what we're talking about. You're just you're gonna get the prize money once the games get more popular. Exactly, that's exactly right. it. That that is a step two, mm-hmm. right? The step mm-hmm. one is fix all the stuff we were just talking about. Step two is after that. Then you get more money. It it just it, it can come. You can also just do great things like the compendium that sells great. Right. I mean, you know, there's. You know, it's also another problem too. Street Fighter Five really screwed over the fight money stuff. Like playing online just doesn't get you anything. You can still hover over the ad style. Yeah, I know. On right. costumes, uh-huh. what? And, and they don't even. Why is do that anything. an option? Yeah, I don't understand. Not only that, but like I said, very they, strange. There's just yeah. Anyways. Uh. Anyway, all right. The conclusion is we're probably, we'll never be like TI, so we're not going to get that big. But mm-hmm. we can definitely get bigger, and I really think that the root of that is the devs. Yeah. Let's move on. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> do you want to talk about this uh, Capcom thing now, and then we'll take a break? Well, uh, well, there's also the other kind of aspect to it, you know, of, you know, everyone's like, why can't fighting game community get to TI status, right? Okay. But... There's the other side of the ass, the other side of the coin that I kind of wanted to address too, which was, do we even want that to happen? Do we even want the so. fighting game, the community, to get to that point, right? Because I feel like to get to that point, there's a few sacrifices that you have to make. Right? Okay. You talked about the centralized governing government yeah. body and stuff like that, right? The fighting game is in a is in a situation where there is no centralized governing yeah. body, right? And it's kind of a good thing. Because there's all these different companies making all the different yeah. games, right? And if one of them became the dominant governing body, that's just going to hurt all the other games. And I don't think that's necessarily well. I mean, a the, good the, thing. the point of what I was talking about was that it's not a clo- it's not a strong central situation. Well, for Dota, for Dota you said it's right? not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But for a lot of the other ones, esports kind of. Style. Yeah, no, for sure. But the the counterpoint to that is Valve, which is very hands off for um, mm-hmm. Dota and CS:GO for the most part, right. especially compared to something like Blizzard and Riot. So you can have super super big popular games but see, who, without a strong central. But government who's body. putting on Ti? Ti's is Valve. Right. So yes. Ti is being put on. Ti Valve. does Valve. Right. I mean, Valve does Ti. Right. So that's the rest still of the year. it's still kind of a it's factor. It's Cup. Right, right. Cap- it's Capcom Cup, Cap- but Capcom runs Capcom Cup. But the thing is, Evo is still the biggest thing in the fighting game community, yeah. and that's not run by anybody, no. except for the fighting game community. And I think that's important in the I fighting game. I agree with you. I think that it's better to have that kind of situation, so no one can dominate, right? Yeah. Because then no one can pull the. I, I've said this a million times. There's nobody that can take combo breaker away from us there's nobody that can take ceo away from These us are, or yeah we all, we all want that stuff us. to stay i don't think any right. of us disagrees with that exactly and so. and and i don't think it's true that you need to get rid of that stuff because the the point of looking at valve is that they are hands off and yet their games are super popular mm-hmm. you can have both yeah you can there it is I'm not sure it's quite the same though because if Valve didn't put on the international. It's if Capcom they, Cup again. Yeah, well, if the, the the other stuff during the year is other people, right, run, mm-hmm. running their big stuff. Then the international is Capcom runs Capcom Cup. Hmm. I'm 
don't know. I'm trying. I don't know. Something about it doesn't quite equate. I don't, I don't know, know why. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. Is. I'm not sure. So. Seriously. Can you guys convince him that's true? Right? I'm not mischaracterizing this, right? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't feel the same to me. I don't know. I'm not sure why. Yeah. There you go. I mean, some people are saying it's not true. Some people are saying it is true. Saying it's not true. I mean, up here it says doesn't equate at all. Oh, I don't know. That was the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. People are agreeing. Okay. Um, anyway, so I, we, 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 don't, we don't have to have that. I don't want that. I mean, I've said this many, many times, right, that I don't want something that is a strong individual party that controls right. everything. But I don't think we need that. Okay. Um... Yeah, well, it's just interesting because, like, it's weird to me how the MOBA community works, though, because, like, they have League and they have Dota and they I both succeed. I don't think you can succeed, think of it like that. Right? It's not a MOBA community. Right, exactly. That's the thing. And so in order to get the fighting game community that way, is that what we need to do? Do we need to split all the different fighting games into separate communities? Right? And that's the that's, I think that's kind of where it it doesn't quite fit the same to me because the Dota tournaments that Valve is keeping hands off are still just Dota tournaments, mm-hmm. right? Whereas Capcom well, I mean, is I not think, on like, top ESL of ESL does different stuff, right? I don't think that is that's true. Right, but when ESL throws a Dota event, it's still just a Dota event, right? There's no Dota and League and Heroes of the Storm. Definitely not those. Two, right, yeah. exactly, and that's kind of why it doesn't. It's still they're still isolated. That's I think that's where the the difference comes from. Is that in the fighting games, the hands off is literally like Capcom can't go like let's go CEO like because they're playing everything right. You know what I mean? Like it's they can't control what CEO is doing they, because they're that. That's how hands off they are. Like I feel like the hands off is a different kind of level thing. Cab Cup is isolated for sure, but that's like the only thing that they really have any sort of... I, I suspect that it's not that Valve would not allow that stuff to happen, but more that Riot doesn't allow that stuff to happen. Right. Rather than like Valve says you can't also play League. Right. Because in the past I can recall situations where that did happen. And then Ooh. Riot basically stopped everybody else from playing League, and now it's just Riot stuff that right. does it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Capcom could be like, hey, you have to run our games on our stream or whatever like that, but they can't tell Jabay, like, you can't do a wrestling ring kind of thing like that, right? So, I mean, they could try, but I think they would find that it wouldn't work out. Right, exactly. Hmm. I don't know. It's just it's a weird situation. I don't know. You look, there's going to be a Riot fighting game coming out. Which is we'll see how that goes. It's something scary we talked about and exciting. after Evo. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be huge. No idea how they're gonna do the governing body. Yeah, it's true that they could tell CEO that they won't have Street Fighter unless the CEO meets their demands. That's true. Yeah, I don't think that they would, and I don't think right. CEO would be happy about that. Anyway, um, yeah, no, I don't think we need a big governing body, a, a, a strong central governing body. I don't think we need that. Speaking of governing body, though, do you want to move on to this next thing, and then we'll take a break? Uh, sure, okay. Go for it. Alright, let's talk about this. I don't know what to call it. 
I hesitate to say a statement. <laughs> Man, it sounds like it's too strong. We have been made aware of Also, comments. Capcom Fighters t- tweeted this. Yeah. Yeah. Regarding recent comments made on social media and the Street Fighter Code of Conduct, we have been made aware of comments made by Chris T. and Brent on social media that some have interpreted as threats of physical violence. Capcom is not in a position to determine what was intended by these comments. However, we reiterate that any such threats would violate the Street Fighter Code of Conduct and will not be tolerated in our community. I don't know why they... Why does this exist? (laughs) I don't understand this at all. Uh, The backstory is something we addressed last week, and it's that, you know, essentially there was a private chat where there's some kind of dummery going on, whatever. Then somebody leaked that private chat, and then Christy, uh, maybe Brent, I don't remember now, but certainly Chris, you know, said something that was like... You know what will happen. You better not show your face up. You know what will happen. You know what will happen. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, it's Mikey's in the chat. Or I assume, anyway, it usually is. Uh, and then after that, this statement came out. That some have interpreted as threats of physical violence. Capcom is not in a position to determine what was intended by these comments. I mean, the worst thing about it is is that Capcom is absolutely the body that's in position to determine what was intended There's by There's nobody these. else. Right. It's only... Like, it is literally... <laughs> Oh, okay, let's, what's the link? Oh, CapcomProTour.com slash rules, and Capcom is not in a position to determine. I just don't understand. This is... I feel that this is not satisfying to anybody. This is not satisfying, certainly, to Mikey or other people who are worried about whether it was a threat, mm-hmm. right? Certainly, it's not satisfying to them. And if you're Chris, it's not satisfying to you either, because this is not like an exculpation. This is not Capcom saying, well, we looked into it and it wasn't a threat. Maybe it is. They just, <laughs> right? It's so wishy-washy that it still pisses everybody right. off. It's, uh, it didn't uh, satisfy one side or the other at all. It's so weird. I, it's so um, weird. It's unfortunate. It's like- I really don't think it's satisfying to Chris. So, so Chris, now because of this, gets to continue going to tournaments, Okay. There is a sense in which that, obviously that's positive for him. It Mm -hmm. is not satisfying to him in the sense that this does not say it wasn't a threat. Which, if you're Chris, obviously that's what you want to hear. It wasn't a threat, don't worry about it. You were fine. That's what you want. You don't want this. I mean, I'm, you know, not defending what he did or anything. But if you're Chris, it's obviously not something you're happy about. So it managed to make everybody unsatisfied. Very weird. Right. I mean, unfortunately, it just feels like it's their way of acknowledging that they know about it and they don't want to do anything about it. Definitely. It's just kind of how it really comes down to, so, I don't know. It's just, I'm sad about that, you know. Even if it was like, even if it was like the tweet, well, we saw the discussions. Yeah. We do feel like that there was some implied violence there. There is now a warning. If right. it happens again. Right. Like, and that's the same kind of thing. You have inaction, but at least you put kind of like a statement down. You you said one way or the other, right? I mean, I feel like you got to at least do something like that. Yeah, totally. So. I mean, e- even though I think that the... I think it says zero tolerance. Yeah, okay. So their rules say tournament organizer has a zero tolerance policy towards violence, threats of violence, and any other forms of threats or intimidation. That is not necessarily incompatible with 
doing what you just said with giving a warning shot. Right. In the law, you have a sentencing procedure and you have a breadth that somebody can be punished with. Right. Sometimes, there's, unfortunately, there's minimums, but the, it, for, for the most part, it's something that is a breadth that the judge gets to figure out. And that's really important because it can't be the case that you always use the same um, uh, metrics to right. describe every situation. You have to have some breadth, some leeway, and you, I think you could say, this is something that we're not sure is a threat, don't do it again, this is your warning shot, whatever, right. so, something. I mean, apparently, I don't know. I mean, Mikey is actually saying that that's what Carolyn did. She put out a tweet that was like that, but it got deleted. No way. So I wonder if Capcom was like, no, don't put this out or something. Like, <laughs> don't take a stand kind of thing. So I don't know. <laughs> so uh, I'm not sure what's, what's going on in this situation, but it's, I mean, it's unfortunate. It's, it's, it's. I just feel like, because that's the thing is, if you're in this position, if you're a governing body like this to your own league, you need to have some sort of stand. You can't just be wishy-washy on everything because the more wishy-washy you are, the more that gives everybody leeway to keep doing bad stuff, right? Again, not trying to say what Chris or Brent did was, you know, good or bad, obviously I think it was bad. But, yeah, you know, they shouldn't have done that. But like you know, you if you don't take a stand, it's not you just you're going to leave it open for everybody to keep doing this and just have people be like, well, and then if somebody else does it, and you punish them for it, because let's say they're not a top player, right? Does that become then do they get mad because like, hey, it of didn't course. happen to Chris and Brent, you of know, kind of thing mad. like that. So of course. And rightfully. Yeah. Understandably. So, I mean, it's kind of frustrating, so... <sighs> I mean, they themselves don't want to play this governing body role. Clearly. Right. I don't know that I... I don't want them to, right? We were just discussing. But even within Street Fighter... Well, just within their, within their own league. Right. Yeah, yeah, within their own league. They obviously yeah. can't determine what happens at EVO CEO... For all the other games and stuff like that, for MK, right? But you gotta at least do something for your own league. So <clears throat> they obviously don't want to do it. <sighs> I don't know. I think it's really weird. All right. Well, anything else to say about this? Yeah. <sighs> I mean, one thing that I do want to address a little bit about the previous topic. Okay. Uh, Abstract Logic keeps talking about it. He says he feels like we haven't talked about the most important thing, in that fighting games are just really freaking hard compared to everything else, right? This so. is not a this is not a topic. So it's, you, okay. it's not. Yeah, I mean, no. This this is only a topic if you're too myopic and haven't played other video games. If you haven't played Dota, you might think it's not hard. It's mm. super hard. Right. If you haven't played Overwatch, you might think that it's not hard. Right. But it's hard. And this is what I was saying is this is where the the way that uh, okay well what 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 was it that you said exactly abstract logic then because the thing is for me that I, I was saying that this is why I feel like the one player content is so important mm. you want to ease people into learning the game you know what I mean like all these games are going to be complicated and you play them and that's how you get to kind of learn them 
you know what I mean, in a stress-free environment. That's, that's like kind of the point, is that you need to be able to learn these games. It's because they are easy to play, so they get casuals. The skill is hidden. In Street Fighter, if you pick up the stick and can't even do a Shoryuken when you want until you practice, in MOBA, pressing R and this big amazing thing happens. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely truth to that. Yeah, I guess. I don't know what the point is. I mean, fi fighting games are going to have... I don't know, maybe Rising Thunder is an opposite. I mean, uh, that's example, why... But that's for the why, most part, they have execution. I mean, that's why MVC2 works the way it is. That's why Critical Edges and Fatal Blows... Crush Fatal Blows are just buttons. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I hate it. <laughs> well, but you know. I know that's why they're there is so you can do the cool things and what well. I mean, like I said, I always give the example. It's funny because everyone talks about MVC2 as the most skilled fighting game ever, and people don't realize it was designed to be the scrubbiest fighting yeah, game yeah. ever. That I dropped my control pad and I got a hundreds hit combo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, like literally I dropped it, it hit the two assist buttons, and three guys came out and shot lasers, right. and I got a hundred hit combo. Right. You know, that's why those things do exist. So Yeah, Dota um, definitely has execution. I mean, I think the point is just that the initial barrier of I can't do all of the things that I can instantly see as options. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see that that exists for fighting games in, in a way that maybe not for Dota. Although, obviously, there's a ton of complexity in Dota, and it's very hard to right. play well. exactly. But that's a fighting game, and, and this is not... I really don't think that that's, like, a major reason for why fighting games are not as big. You know, I mean, we talked about this. My own theory is that it's the team aspect of, of the other yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. But regardless, this is how fighting games work. And unless you're going to radically change it, like with Rising Thunder, maybe you do for the right. Riot King. <clears throat> We one gotta look the, for other solutions. One of the interesting things about the team aspect is that it gives other people really invested interest in helping beginners. Yeah, and as a you beginner, know? you get to do what you've been talking about, which is not right. have much stress. You get your mm -hmm, team gets to help mm -hmm. you. Out. Exactly. So, because that's the thing is in fighting games, nobody's sitting there going, "Dude, dude, like stop doing this," like yeah. because it doesn't affect them. You know what I mean? And you know, like like the, the Street Fighters tried to do it with the dojos. Uh, Injustice did it with their teams that you could create the guilds and stuff mm -hmm, like that mm -hmm. that you wanna. But it's just it's not enough. It's not like it's not. It's just more like oh, our dojo is not scoring well. Whereas literally in stuff like Dota and League, like if your teammate is feeding the enemy, you're gonna be like, please stop running in there and dying because <laughs> yeah, we're jerk. gonna lose. Stop being an yeah. idiot, you know what I mean? And then if you are an idiot, they're like, look, I've, I've, I was chosen out of the other, out of all the four guys to let you know, but you can't play with us anymore. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, I, don't, I don't mean to be dismissive of the idea of that. I'm just saying that that's a fighting game and we need to look for other solutions if we're going to have an increase in player base. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's it. Mm -hmm. Again, it's not wrong. It's not wrong. Yeah, yeah fighting like, games are definitely harder to play. Stuff with, like, uh, you know, doing fireballs and stuff is really weird for people. You know, it's just like, hey, I got to come learn fighting games, and here's this weird thing to do, right? I mean, I, that's why I think what Grand Blue Fantasy is doing is genius. Maybe. They implemented the, 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 the Riot Thunder and the Street Fighter method that you can do it with a button press and with a motion and it's better to do with the motion. So at first you have the ability to do it that way and then you can start learning yeah, the more complicated cool. stuff. And I think that's a really, really cool idea, you know, but there's different innovations. And again, one of the one of the hardest things about fighting games is that um, 
I don't know. It's just there's there's no good tutorial. Like like I said, there's just not a, a really good strong way. And so why I wish they break the targets. I mean, it's just so much work to do an individual break the targets for every character. I know why Smash got rid of it because now they have 70 characters, and if you wanted to build 70 different break the target arenas individualized for every character it's just like yeah. it is so much work but honestly i really do think that kind of content is missing from street fighter I, nice. I would really like really rare i mean i have a whole idea on the whole entire thing that would teach damage combos that would teach multi-hit combos that would teach hit confirms that would teach which way to block that would teach all these things in a weird one player side scrolling kind of action puzzle kind of thing and you know, again, you want to teach people by not explicitly saying, look, you're learning, you know, because that's like the number one way to turn somebody off from actually learning is by telling them that they're learning. <laughs> uh, All right, well, you want to move on? Okay, okay, right. okay, sure. Let's take a break. Uh, right. We're going to talk about uh, a couple of tournaments when we come back. Okay, be right back. No, we can't lose David's computer. Um, you don't have... What kind of plug does it take? Is it a special out? Yeah, it's a special thing. One. Okay, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I just didn't think to bring it. I usually don't. So. Grand Blue is out in 2020, right? Or something like that. It's still crazy to me. I always feel like we're going to finally run out of new fighting games that are coming out. Yeah. But there's always still something new coming out. But I guess that makes sense. I don't know. It's just weird to me that it keeps happening. Guilty Gear, dude. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. 2020 for Guilty Gear. That's crazy to me. They didn't say when in 2020, though, right? I don't think so, yeah. Oh, okay. Because, I mean, we still have to wait that long for freaking Spawn. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. That's cool. Man. <sighs> yeah, unfortunately, to be honest with you, just to kind of close out the whole fighting game thing, I know it's weird doing it on the break, but obviously the answer on how to get more people to play fighting games is a tough one to answer. Otherwise, someone probably would have answered already and we would have a solution. <laughs> The fact that we're all struggling with it is just an indication of why it's so hard for fighting games. Yeah, I mean, there's... I, I'm, I'm sure that's true to some degree, but at the same time, for sure, having better net code, better single player. Yeah, 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 yeah of course, of course. obvious of course. answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's not the complete answer, but that's a great, great part of it. Mm -hmm. Hello, kitty cat. It's Jasmine and Hop. I just love how that's like a thing for for the cats. Mm -hmm. They just know to, that's how they get on this. They don't even jump up from the side. They always come from over oh, there. Oh, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I never noticed. Oh, hi, kitty. You're a good. Actually, she was a bad kitty. Oh yeah. I tried to feed her some medicine just recently, and she's so good at not eating medicine. At not eating medicine. Yeah. So like. Nathan, like, I just put the little pill in his tray, and he just eats it up, and he's probably like, what, what was that? Oh, well, whatever, keeps eating. Yeah, okay, yeah. I put this thing in Jasmine's wet food, and I 
drench it all up uh -huh. in there. She eats it, and as soon as she gets to it, she kind of licks it and spits it out on the wow. side and starts eating everything else. Wow. So I started holding it with a treat. I put the okay. little pill okay. with a treat. I would hold it above her head. She would reach up, and i drop it in her mouth, and she would eat it, right? right? After the first time I did that, the next time I tried to do it again... She just looked at it, and like before eating it, she would stand up and start sniffing it, Genius. and then just not wouldn't do anything. And I was like, "What?" <laughs> That's and great. then finally, she reached up and I dropped it into her mouth, and like she spits both of them out. Wow! Like she just won't eat the medicine, and I'm just like, "Because I was gonna suggest trying a pill pocket, but it sounds like she gets the point already." Maybe I'll. I, I might have to try to get a real pill pocket yeah. where you can hide it in right, there exactly, like yeah. that, but. Thanks, it's, Richard Kuklinski. It's really Dang, crazy. 48 months. Nice work out there. Thank to, you. To the point where I basically had to, like, hold her in place and, like, kind of do, like, the kind of, like, force feed the, the, the pill. And yeah. it was just... That's, uh, a, that's crazy. But next time I'm going to try grinding it up. Yeah, yeah that's it. I'm going to just grind it up. Sure. I'm just going to just turn it in a powder, put it in the wet food, and just be like, you're eating this no matter what. So... Will fighting games follow suit going cross-play? Well, some have. Yeah, but again... Remember, when you say you want fighting games to go cross-play, you may end up with CFN. So there's a monkey paw, monkey's paw situation with that. Because in order to be cross-platform, you have to have your own servers. Right? You have to build it. Because Sony's not letting anybody do cross-platform as long as you're using their servers. Right? And so the reason why MVCI had good netcode... But no crossplay is because they're just using Sony servers. Capcom doesn't have to maintain or do any work with that, right? It's just like, hey, use our servers and we have our infrastructure for you and it's great. But if you want cross-platform, you have to build your own backend so that you're hosting it and doing everything. So. Yeah, that's one thing that I think is probably not attainable for many devs. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the other things we're talking about are definitely doable, but this one, the, the example of KI is not great. I mean, that's, it's Microsoft. Microsoft right. has infinity dollars. Epic now has an infinite dollars. Yeah. I don't think these are good examples. Yeah. I mean, the, the Power Rangers one is interesting. That has cross-play, and I'm wondering how they do that. Like, do they have their own servers as well? I don't know, actually. that Okay, that's, that's a good counterpoint. I right. don't know. I don't know. And then the other one, I'd of like course, is also one. just that. Remember, CFN was also developed by one person. <laughs> Dude, I definitely do remember that. Right? Yeah. So there's oh definitely God. probably an issue there. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if Capcom probably hired two people, Right? Right? Oh. <laughs> it might have even worked out All a right, little right. better. Let's come back. Let's get out of here. <laughs> okay. Alright, what's up? Let's talk about some of the things that happened over the weekend. Did you watch FV Cup? Uh, I didn't get a chance to watch either of these, actually, to be honest with you. FV so. Cup in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia took place. This was a Tekken World Tour Challenger event mm -hmm. and, uh, with fascinating results. So, What's the team, what's, what's the team that uh, sponsored Wise Honey? I don't remember. GG, but I don't remember what it stands for. Yeah, I'm going to look it up here. Genuine Gaming. Genuine Gaming. Shout out to Genuine Gaming. gaming. So, three... Well, I assume it three, but it might have been more. Let me know if there were more. At least three Pakistani players made it to yes. this tournament in Malaysia. And guess what? They all made top eight. One of them won it. That's GG Awais Honey with Akuma, who got sent to losers relatively early. Okay. And I think by Chikarin, actually, who he 10 owed. <laughs> got to, uh, That's how it always works, right? And it's how it always, uh, always, always works. 
Right oh. in the middle, that's wrong. I, I briefly watched it. But uh, anyway, yeah, he came back and won the whole thing over knee. Mm-hmm, knee mm-hmm. in second place. Yeah, five Pakistanis. According and three to in top eight. Okay, Basic there you go. Snake. There you go. So, so knee, then you had Nobi in third place. Yeah, Chikarun 2 owed him. There you go. Okay. That's how it works. Well, you know what? Because when you lose 10 0, you're salty and you'll think about right? it. Right? Yeah. You'll think about it. So. Yeah. Um, but then oh, fourth was, was Fate Khan with Geese. Fifth were MVP Picos with Geese and Ulsa, Fate Ulsan with Kazumi. Then seventh were THY Chikarin with Geese Jin and Fate Bilal with Akuma Branch. Yeah, now that's the crazy thing is that Oai's Honey won this tournament. He's very young. Uh, apparently, he's this is his first Tekken. Tekken 7 is his first Tekken. That's what I heard, but then I also heard that that might not be no, true. No, no, I saw Arslan actually say, okay. 10 months is not true, Okay. but Tekken 7 is his first oh, Tekken. Okay. So, so Arslan, years at, Well, he even, people are saying that it was even just like 16 months or something like, like that. Con, like console Tekken 7? Yeah, like might only be console Tekken 7. Okay, now, that's here, amazing. But man. here's the interesting thing though, right, is that... You know, maybe a lot of it just comes from the fact that they're all so damn good and you just can't play in that environment. I mean, that's how it was. I mean, I know I always make this example, but back in the Street Fighter 2 days, even the casual players were super good at the game because you just couldn't play it unless you were good. Because even at the random ass video store where there was this dumb cabinet that like barely worked, everybody was doing all the combos and everything like that because you just didn't have any choice, right? So Yeah, I, I heard the same thing, that he has a competitive background in KOF. Okay and, okay, and I've been hearing for 15 years, I don't know, a long time about the Pakistani KOF scene. <laughs> Um, right, yeah, on yeah. Shoryuken and other places, people have been talking it up forever. So there you go, I guess. Right. No reason to discount that at this point, right? It turns out they have the best Tekken scene in the world. Why not, Caleb? Yeah, trust me, Defeat Lee. I have made that joke many, many times already. You know, the, the oh my god, all these different people are winning. Clearly this game is no skill and it's like completely random. <laughs> Unfortunate, Look, but yeah, probably true. I know, but I mean, no, because that's the thing is in Tekken, it's like a great story. But if it happened right. in Street Fighter, everybody would be like, "This game sucks." Totally, you know? yeah, it's a, to- yeah, totally yeah, true. It's totally, totally true. It's a hundred percent bummer, true. but yeah, yeah, I don't know why. Oh, God, but you know, um, the other crazy thing though is that there's another Pakistani player that got picked up by Genuine Gaming. I, I can't remember which one it was, but they picked up a second one. Now. Okay, they said it doesn't stop here. We've picked up a second player and stuff like that. Sick. So. It's really, really they, cool. Like, trust me, I've, I've pointed out that disparity so many times because once, the, once the, 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 the results for Tekken started jumping around a lot more, I kept making that comment. Makes so, sense. You know. uh, oh, that's right. It was Atif Butt, I think it was. <laughs> yes, yes. Let me look it up now here. I'm trying so hard. <laughs> trying so hard. Anyway, let's move uh, on to the next one. Mm, There it is. There you go. Atif. Cool. I mean, that's his that's his I feel like I'm turning bright red. (laughs) You are very red right now. You're very red I'm just right trying now. not to explode. Yeah. Uh, um, all right. Well, congratulations to Atif Butt. 
Mm-hmm. There you go. I mean, it's it's really funny because I mean, like, <laughs> I I know it's coming. You know, like I mean, even Doctor PP changed his name to PPMD. Yeah, right? that's true. Like, yeah. I mean, he could have ch- changed it to at least like IE ass or something <laughs> like that, right? I mean, come on, something more esports oh, acceptable. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the Pakistani scene. They're the best at <sighs> Tekken. Uh, there was also Shine 2019, which took place in Massachusetts. This was a super major for the. Oh, so Butt Smash actually scene. is a very common name. Yeah. It's not even just a. It's not even just a, uh, uh, like a handle kind of thing. Like no, I assume I that's his real name. Oh, okay, okay. There you go. So. Okay. Anyways, what were you saying about Shine? Oh, it's huge. Over 850 people for Ultimate. A little less than that for Melee, but still very huge mid 600s um, Smash Bros Ultimate was won by Sam Sora congrats to Sam Sora which was crazy because uh, he defeated MK Leo he sure did and, uh, in he, the lost, he lost to MK Leo in Super Smash Con was able to defeat him this time pretty cool yeah so I think he beat him both times sent him to losers and uh, then defeated him in grand finals yeah it was, it was both winners and grands yeah, yeah so there 3 to 1 both times so shout out to Sam Sora which is actually great news yeah that's Again, cool uh, you know, having the same guy win over and over and over again creates a story in and of itself. But still, you, you kind of like seeing the parity, you know what I it's mean? It's great. It's great. You know, I mean, right now it's awesome that Pakistan is blowing everything up in Tekken. If they start winning everything, then we're going to want to start seeing them lose. You <laughs> yeah, know what right, I mean? Like, right, that's right, just how yeah, it happens. Right, it's just how it right. works. You're definitely right. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think this is big for the scene that it's not always Leo winning. Um very cool to see the character results, too. I mean, it's something I always point out about this game, but I like where it is. Peach, Joker, Palutena, Robin, Zero Suit, Mega Man, Ike, Mario, Rosalina, Olimar, Rob, Inkling, Wario, Pokemon Trainer. That's 13 characters repped in that top eight. That's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. What up, buddy? <laughs> Anyway, that was fun to watch. Yeah. No, that's good stuff, though. That's really... I'm glad to see it. Glad to see it, so... Melee was won by Hungrybox with Jigglypuff. Over S2J. I mean, the results in this were cool, too. So, Leffen, I guess, wasn't feeling well. He, um... Oh, he was lost, it? Oh, yeah, okay, he lost okay. to, uh, two foxes. Well, that's just a bummer, but, um... Yeah, so S2J, second. IBDW got third with Fox. That's cool. Chudat got fourth with Ice Climbers. I just don't understand. That character is clearly he's so cool. <laughs> he's just are clearly so cool. not as good. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it's like I know. Very obvious. <laughs> oh, I, I love watching that character. The people who actually do work Dude, with that were, character, it's just remarkable. I forgot to me. what 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 a tournament they just came out with, like a list of like what they're gonna do next year, right? And it was like, here's this crazy thing. It's like doing this new venue, blah blah blah, wobbling his band, and I was like. That's like opposite of everything that's in that. Everything in that list was awesome, and then wobbling his band was like the. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm definitely with you. Yeah. It's like it's like you have a little stationary trap, you know, that you have to like convince somebody else to just walk into. It's like very obvious on the ground. Uh, uh, There's just a big uh, circle on the ground. Why don't you go stand in that trap and they get their legs pulled up, right? Like, I feel like that's wobbling. <laughs> or you just have to like convince somebody to yeah, just be I on know. the ground. Let's say exactly. Hey, man. I don't understand. It's like I said, I mean, like, even T-Hawk has the infinite 
yeah. loop in the corner, and he's still not the best. You're not going to ban him just because once he SPDs you in the corner, you can't do anything. Don't right? get got. Don't get got. This is what it is. Anyway, so. whatever. Um, I thought it was a lot of fun to watch. Both of those uh, games were really fun to watch. I watched a lot of both. Um, 64 is won by Robert with Pikachu. Wow. And Brawlhalla they have here. Cool. Won by Wrenched with Asuri. Nice. All right. Okay. That's all I got for results, man. Okay. Um, Want to do the 5-5 five, five match? Oh, no. Let's talk about the MK stuff. Right. Ooh. Let's talk about the MK stuff. Let's talk about MK stuff. stuff. You had it on the break right there. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Here we go. And it's funny that I have We'll Be Right Back there. I should have just changed it to uh, We'll Be Back. I can't believe you didn't do it. Uh, well, you know what the problem is? It's graphic. It's all it's good. Graphic. Yeah, it's graphic. It's all not, good. Oh, it's dude, all good. I totally missed that. It's all good. <laughs> oh, uh, so, so for the Mortal Kombat 11 combat pack, mm-hmm. we now know that obviously Shang and Nightwolf are out. Then there's also going to be... Um, trying to get this in order of the schedule here. Let me bring up the yeah. little tweety tweet. Yeah, it's in the video, but the preview shows it. So there you go. Yeah. Pause. Yeah. Then Terminator, the T eight hundred, comes out October eighth, which is uh, not so far away. Then Sindel twenty six. We already knew she was coming out. Joker will come out in January. January twenty eighth. And then Spawn rounds it out March 17th. So we knew that Spawn was there. Now we know that Terminator and the Joker are right. also there as well. Some people were guessing the Terminator because they heard the ding, ding, ding in that first trailer. But then the Chainsaw, people guessed, was going to be Ash. They did. And uh, I saw. I didn't see this, but you said that there was something that actually said Ash was coming? Yes, in the actual video game itself. There was the there's the thing that pops up that's like the combat pack is here, and it oh, has no. <laughs> Shang Tsung, Nightwolf, Sindel, Terminator, Spawn, and Ash Williams. <laughs> it's not Ash Crimson. By I, the way. Which I wrote down. Originally. Right. Yeah. yeah Ash. That's yeah. a different. One. Uh, although that would be hilarious. That would be actually incredible. Charizard, I choose you. Right. Yeah. yeah. And Charizard, finish him. <laughs> 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 Actually, that would be amazing. Oh. So no, so oh, that's Ash Ketchum. Who's Ketchum? Ash Crimson? Crimson then? Who the hell is Ash Crimson? Isn't that a thing? Did I just totally get this? Oh, it's from KOF. 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 Dude, there's too many ashes. Damn. Yeah, okay. Of course. Okay. Of course. Of course. Sorry, wrong ash. That's all good. All right. Well, we're both wrong on the ashes then. It's all okay. good. Ashes to ashes, dude. <laughs> dust to dust. So no ash. Which I know some people were looking forward to. I myself am really happy about the Terminator and how he looks. He looks just incredibly like Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger. But he's not going to sound incredible. He will not have Arnold's voice. However, I kind of expect they'll just get some Arnold impersonator. Yeah, there's so many. I hope they get, like, who's the guy who does it on Conan O'Brien, dude? (laughs) No idea. I'm sure there's a lot of good yeah. people. <laughs> oh, yeah, just a joke one, yeah. That's the Conan that O'Brien guy, funny. yeah. I am Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> that's very funny. <laughs> I'll just get some, some voice actor to do it, and I'm, I'm sure that'll end up fine. The thing that people were... Oh, I also should say, I think Spawn looks cool. 
He does look cool. And he's going to be voiced by the guy who did Spawn in the cartoon series. Definitely David cool. Keith, I think is his name. Yeah. Definitely cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keith David, actually. I'm going, yeah. <laughs> I will However, Joker. Will... What do you think about Joker? Uh, <laughs> I mean, he looks so pleasant. Pleasant? Put him back up here. Let's see. I don't know if I agree with Pleasant. I mean, he just, I don't know. He doesn't look nearly as evil as I was kind of hoping for. I, I think he looks cool. For Joker, I think he looks cool. Yeah? Joke, Joker as a character, I, I like, but, like, he's not, like, a cool character. Does that make sense? Like, I've never thought of him as, like, cool. He doesn't look cool. He's just, like, an interesting character. I guess one of the things that kind of bothers me about it is just when I picture the Joker, you know, obviously we've had good movie versions where he doesn't look like this, but I just yeah. picture the really thin-faced, you know, really pointy chin kind of, you know. They, they, I think they try to make him almost look a little too realistic. If they I, get Mark know. Hamill to voice him, I would be so in for that, dude. That would be incredible. But here's the thing. That would be incredible. One of the very interesting things about this Joker, however, though, it's like it's weird enough in a game that's called Mortal Kombat, yeah. where people throw you into like uh, a thing and then they rip off the front of your whole entire body, right? Like Garrus does and stuff like that. I still feel like Joker needs to have the most twisted fatalities out of everybody. You know what I mean? Like okay. I, like not he, he even, could. Like, can you imagine if like one of his fatalities? Like, I don't know. I was trying to think of like what would be good Joker fatalities. This is gonna be a weird right? sentence coming up next. Like, you know, like maybe he like puts a like a like like he takes a red hood, okay. puts it on somebody's head, and just starts beating the crap out of the hood, and then eventually pulls the hood off, and it's just mush and like guts fall out of okay. it. So that, okay. you know, it's like there's gotta be something sadistic and twisted about it. And he I just, cuts off his own face and. But see, like that, he's hurting himself. That's. I mean, he does it yeah. in the comics, yeah. but, you know... I don't know. I don't know what it would be. In MK versus DC, he had, I thought, a pretty funny one. It was the that... The gun one, Yeah, right? the gun, uh, and it's bang! And he like, oh! Uh, and then he just murders you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, so actual gun, bam! Right. I think that one's pretty sick, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like he's got a... He's, he's so sadistic. You know yeah. what I mean? I feel like he's got to come up with something... They... Look... I... Wouldn't put any grossness past. Oh yeah, the of course. Yeah, yeah, They're gonna come uh, up with something gnarly, yeah. something like probably too gnarly for me. But what I'm actually <laughs> surprised expecting. Yeah, sure. In the Injustice comics, you know, Superman punches a hole through Joker's chest and stuff like that. But you're actually gonna have to model the inside of Joker, and like you're gonna have to like literally watch his eyeball pop out. I was actually really surprised Warner Brothers was gonna be okay with that. You know, because I mean, in, obviously in MKDC they got rid of fatalities to the extent that you never saw any of the heroes get brutalized or anything Not the like DC that. ones, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously it's not nothing as bad as, hey, you can't use our... You can't have your Capcom characters beating up on our Marvel characters in the trailers or anything like that. But still, like, I just... I was surprised that they allowed that, so... Same thing for Terminator. I mean, is he going to have a metal skeleton? Yeah, probably. I mean, I, th these are probably both solved problems. Like, there's already a Cyrax in there. You know, it's in the story mode. But yeah, yeah, yeah that's that right, already exists. Right. But wait, that's true. When you beat up on Cyrax, do you see metal parts inside? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like oh, when, like okay, for example, okay. if 
Um, oh, that's right. The movie is R-rated, so that's probably one of the yeah, reasons it's probably why murder going on. Yeah. The uh, if if Baraka gets his crushing blow grab where he like eats your arm, mm-hmm. like robot parts right, come right. out uh, instead okay, of blood. Okay, okay. It's the same thing for Jax's Jax's arms. Like they actually uh, they okay, do a good job. Okay, this okay. Yeah. yeah, that would. I mean, it would be cool if Joker had the Joker trick in in you know the the pencil trick. In. Oh yes, right. <laughs> yeah. As a fatality, <laughs> or that would be a crushing blow. Or a fatal blow, you know what I mean? Just like beats him up, pulls out a table, puts a pencil on, bam, and that's you know. Yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a movie. What a scene. Oh my god. Anyway, I'm kind of whatever about Joker. I'm not excited. I'm not bummed. I feel like if if they literally just took Injustice to Joker, but he had a good block dash. Good character. See, I wouldn't even want him to play like Injustice. No, I hope he doesn't, yeah, to be uh-huh, clear. Uh-huh. But if they just do that, but he that he has good movement, like characters do in MK, right. which kind of don't in Injustice, then I think just that alone would make him a lot more interesting and better. But yeah, of course, I hope that he's different. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it'll probably be something like in Injustice 2, when Sub-Zero is like 80% Sub-Zero, right? He's like mostly yeah, Sub-Zero, yeah, yeah. but uh-huh. there's some different stuff. That's what I expect. Okay. We'll see. Okay. Especially if it's true that, as we alluded to, but didn't continue talking about, it was going to be Ash. It's seeming, mm-hmm. seemingly, in the oh, in the game, it was going to be Ash, and then something happened. Right. And, that's and so maybe they just had to be like, all right, we have Joker, okay, this is a character, yeah, he's got a movie coming out, make it happen, just import him from Injustice. Right. That's kind of what mm-hmm. I expect. Mm-hmm. And then also... Uh... Whatever reason for not having Ash, well, I don't know. It's probably it's only speculate. also why he's so far back too, as well right. in terms of release schedule. Although I'm really surprised they're saving Spawn for so late <laughs> in March. <laughs> what, what, Do you what? see what Paco Stevens up, uh, up there says? No. <laughs> what? what? Come on, Paulo. <laughs> what does that, that even come from? Oh my god! That come comes from. One of the mines at NetherRealm Studios himself. <laughs> oh yeah, I've I've seen that video, uh, Will. You know of the one of the guys with his fake MK11, you know, audition and That's stuff cool. like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, we'll see what happens with the Joker. Um, my computer is now dead, by the way, so this is on you from now on. Okay. okay. Can you bring up the schedule again? Because I just wanted to briefly talk about that. So, um, I don't know what else we can really say about the characters, other than I think Terminator and Spawn both look sick. You know, we'll see how they play. We don't know, obviously. It's just so weird, because one of the things that's really strange to me, though, is that, like, canon-wise, I just feel like the Terminator would demolish everybody in, in the game. I mean, yeah, story. yeah, of course. <laughs> like, he's got to be, like, super weak Terminator, you know, for them. Maybe he's old Terminator. In the movie, is he, like, supposed to be old and weak? Yeah, I guess. That's, is he supposed to be weak? I don't know. I'm, I don't I'm know, asking. Right, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Because, like, I just feel like... I mean, Raiden, sure. Maybe okay, he Raiden could shoot him with electricity. Yeah. There right? are actually gods in this, Yeah, honest, but so. I mean, still, if to you're like fair. Johnny Cage, you're like, I'm going to punch the Terminator. <laughs> yeah, but I mean... <laughs> you would punch him and you would go, you would go zoom in and your hand would see all the bones break. He would fatal blow himself. <laughs> but he and Cassie beat um, Shinnok, an elder god. So, yeah, but they weren't they in like the Jinsei chamber? Didn't just want to like, point some, out that they're, they're very get, special like, people. Some magical Jinsei powers agree, or something know. like that. They're so. very special people. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the release schedule part of it, though. As I said, yeah. it goes until March, and it starts in October. 
which yeah. actually is not as far off as my brain thinks it no, is. No, it's, in a month it's and a, less than a month and a half. I was like, it's way in October. That's like six weeks. Oh, never mind. Okay, yeah. that's coming up. Yeah. So there you go. Oh, of course, the first two are already out, right? They started coming out in June or whatever yeah, it is that yeah. Shang came out. Oh, so mm-hmm. it's it's been happening. This release schedule is something that I am happy about if it means that there's less crunch time for people at NRS. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's all. I don't know that that's the reason. This is just speculation on my part. But what I hope is that this means that they are just... That they're on a reasonable schedule and that they will be. Um, <laughs> right. I, I hope that. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but, the, you know, of course, there were, there were a bunch of reports coming from people at... Or who formerly worked at NRS, right. saying that crunch was a really big deal. So yeah, I hope that uh, I hope that that's being addressed. The other thing that I think is cool about this is that I feel like it might imply longer term support for Mortal Kombat 11 because it doesn't feel like season one and then quickly get a season right. two and then it's, quickly get a season. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, it's uh-huh. this is a long term. It's until March. This is most of the year, June to March. Right, most of the year. Mm-hmm. So what I hope this means is that. They are slowing down the typical schedule for an NRS release. Certainly the rumors were that it was going to be a four-year support, but no, nobody's ever verified that as far as I know. They have said that they're going to support the game. What does that mean exactly, right? We, nobody, nobody really knows. I really hope that this is going to be a game that lasts for several years in the same way that most of the other games yeah. do. Uh-huh. Agreed. Agreed. The, the two-year schedule has been a big bummer for me, so I, I really hope that. I really hope that. But, of course, those are both points of speculation, and we'll find out. But like I said, I'm actually really surprised that they're saving Spawn for so late. I thought he would be one that they'd want to put out fast, faster, because so, people really are excited for Spawn, or maybe they're saving him for the end because they're saving the best for last. That's, so that's, that's my expectation, yeah. is that there are going to be people who are just waiting for Spawn, and they'll just, be, they'll just hang around, they're mm-hmm, just waiting for Spawn. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just waiting for they're just spawn camping basically. <laughs> All right, nice. The spawn point. Anyways, <clears throat> okay. Okay. Um, okay. Well, that's MK11. You want to just move on to the yeah. five-five matchups? What do we got? We've got the viewer five-five matchup. So why don't you let the people? Oh, no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> my computer died. <laughs> I forgot. I didn't bring my charger. I just so realized that right now. <laughs> As I was saying it, I was like, why don't you let the... Mm, never mind, actually. Oh, does Spawn have a novel coming out much later? Or no, a, it's movie, a movie? A movie. I see, he just spelled it movie, and so it looked like a novel to me. Okay. Uh, so, we had uh, six questions. What do we got? Uh, seven questions. And the seven questions were... Uh, actually, let me do this real quick. Uh, what do you think should be standard for tournament payouts? Okay. And we've already kind of talked about that. Yeah, yeah. Bit, yeah. And then, how important at FGC are people other than top players? For example, Born Free and his building of personalities via interviews, Sherry Genix and the E-Fight Pass and stuff like that. I so. think we can just say very important. Yeah. Super uh, important. Yeah, very important. Moving on. Uh, what are the top five and bottom five V-triggers in Street Fighter V? Uh, you know. Uh... Can you discuss the Bring Back KI movement? Mm. That's, I mean, I think that's cool. I, sure. I want all the games to succeed, sure. basically. Um, what is the responsibility of event organizers to create safe environments and to ban unsafe people from their events? 
I mean, that's like a lot of responsibility. <laughs> yes. We also have been talking about that. Though. Yeah, we've been talking about this one a lot. Uh, the next one is with Arslan Ash winning Evo. Do you think it is possible that somewhere in the world there is a scene or players that are really good that we've never heard anything from? Interesting. The one that won. Okay. Is, of all the fighting games you played, what are the best offensive and defensive mechanics slash moves in your opinion? You do not look pleased. <laughs> <laughs> look, the people have spoken, all right? I don't know what to do. All right. Of all the fighting games you play, what are the best offensive and defensive mechanics in, my, in our opinion? Can I answer first yeah. with the ultimate cop-out answer? Mm, maybe. My answer to this question is the dragon punch for both. <laughs> the invincible dragon punch okay. for both. Okay. To be clear, yeah. That's it. That, that to me, is the most important offensive and defensive move and the best one. Because it's the, the, it's the ultimate in the high-risk reward, but just it's just the, the mind F, you know what I mean? It's, and and then it's, it's like the most, like, I feel like fighting games couldn't have existed without that invincible move, unless you're designed like Tekken, for example. But like in a 2D environment, in that kind of game, I feel like the Dragon Punch is so important. It's, it just is. It's, great it's so great for offense because I can walk up and just throw it out in the middle of anything, and, but it's also the perfect defense. Now, if you don't want to count it as an offensive tool because it is very defensive in nature, then the most the best offensive tool is the fireball, right? I mean, it's that's it. The fireball and the uppercut, to me, are like some of the most important moves in fighting games. And the best, probably. If you don't have a shitty fireball in any way, so... I'm going to say... That the best defensive mechanic is blocking, mm -hmm. and that the best offensive mechanic is Walking. throwing. Oh, throwing. Okay. 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 I don't think this is even a cop-out, by the way. No, it's not. It's think, absolutely yeah. not. I think that's really my answer. Yeah. You know, is there, are those the most satisfying? Well, throws, yes. Yes, they are the most satisfying. Blocking is not the most satisfying, maybe, but I, I don't even. I mean, think about think about a good block in Marvel Three, right? Somebody snaps you in, and now you got to guess it's zero doing stuff, and you block it all. You feel like a well, dog. I mean, look how look how crazy everyone gets when Goichi has the ten minute blocking okay. sequence. Okay, right? yeah. I mean, yeah. you're just like. Yeah. What the hell? Yep. Like, block, 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 block. Pow! Okay, yep. we're about block, block, yep. manage, block, block, overhead, block, 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 assist, block, 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 block. Yep. It was You're a right, dude. That is 100% yeah. super cool, actually. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm going to stick with blocking, both whether you're thinking about what what's the most important, what's the most effective, but also, what's the hypest? I think it's blocking. And then throws are definitely the most... I mean, blocking as a hype is kind of tough because it has to be something extended like that. Blocking in terms of, like, from a high, like from a low-level standpoint when you're just watching it, if someone clutch blocks one thing, like, it's harder to spot unless the commentator's like, what? He blocked that? You know, kind of thing. But yeah. obviously, you know... But if you're, if you're a player who knows what's up, then I think it's right. really good. 
Yeah, I mean, Pyre is definitely a hype mechanic. It's just a yeah. very flawed mechanic. That well, you know, I love it, but right, right, right. And, and and again, I understand where why it's so good so, yeah, because totally. it is one of the most hype mechanics. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, like, it just needs, I guess, a little bit more of a weakness. That's all. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's I it, hear that's you. It. I I really enjoy it, but I would not call it the most effective. Even mm-hmm. even in the context of third strike. Blocking is more important defensively than parrying in mm-hmm. the, in that game. Uh, defensively, for sure. Yeah. I mean, offensively, it's um, it's probably more important than it is defensively. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you know. But I, I, li- I like the parry a lot, but, but I would see, not that's say that's the it's... thing. Is like parry. So here's the thing, right? There's always. I don't know, actually, to be honest with you. Parries are just, like, they, they just make you feel so good. They do, they do. When you parry something, and that's that's that to me is the most important part of fighting games. Like, this is kind of why, like, my, my, my recent trend of just kind of, like, being grumbly about Third Strike is kind of reversed. Because I'm really starting to realize, you know, that parries... Like, Third Strike really is that game of, when you play it, you just feel good. Because when you parry stuff, you feel like a boss. When you do all the stupid, like, character-specific things, or if you use Q and you crouch a throw, it's just, you just feel good. You know what I mean? You just feel good. Third Strike is one of those excellent games, and I know why people love playing it, because when you play it, like, if you ever pull off the palm, 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 Ganajin, like, you just feel like a boss, right? And there's just so many things in that game that make you feel like you are a king and that the other person just can't handle you. And that's where Third Strike really shines, I think, as a fighting game. And so I have a greater appreciation of that. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I listed the Dragon Punch, because I think mm-hmm, the Dragon Punch mm-hmm. is one of the ultimate mechanics that is like that. I think that's true. I mean, when Daigo did three meaty, fierce Dragon Punches that were not FADC cancelable at the time against right. Gamer B, I mean, that was freaking hype. He just yes. walked up and uppercutted him three times in a row yeah, on very... his wake-up. Yeah, it's very expressive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As a player, you get to really express yourself with that. I wouldn't call blocking, like, expressive. Right. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But parrying, yeah. definitely, for sure. Yeah. And Dragon Punch is a uh-huh. great example of that as well. Yeah, actually, that's a great way to sum it up, Turbo 2 FC, is risk is hype. Yeah, risk risk is hype. Yeah, mm-hmm. And that's actually the main reason why I would tweak parries, because I just feel like they need a little more risk. That's all. No, I, yeah. Yeah, but... Nothing to be done doesn't matter, because when you land a parry, you still feel like a boss you anyway. You do, you do. And yeah. one of the hardest things is when you miss a parry and you get hit, it's... You, the game doesn't call you out for that. Like, there should have been, like, a parry fail or something that shows up that you got hit out of a parry window or something like that. It would be that. nice to know. You know but I mean? that, would, that would be very hard because you can just walk, right? Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I know. It's, it's weird. I mean, it doesn't even necessarily... It could, it could just be random that, like, any time there's the parry window that the game registers, if you get hit by parrying the quote wrong way, yeah. it just says okay. it fails. Because the worst thing about parrying I hate is just that... Someone can always be like, I totally parried that. I've said that too many times to remember. <laughs> too many times. Dude, everybody says that. And yeah. the problem is, there's no way to really know if, you know... I, mean, I, I guess it's, like, it's not as often that I say, yeah, I did that on purpose. It's that I just won't uh, address it, you yeah. know? I, I, think, just, I just won't be like, oh yeah, I did it for sure, I, but I also won't say I didn't mean to do that. I always made the joke that, you know, the number one lie in all the fighting games is, you know, just one more game. Yeah. But the second biggest lie might be, I totally parried that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Most common lie. <laughs> oh, man. All right. 
I mean, you can't give Perry a whiff animation unless you assign it to a button. Yeah, you can do like what Yada Grasa did. Yeah, Yada Grasa, you would have to do that. You would have to do that, so. Okay. All right, well, uh, part of the 5-5 five five that we also do is that we get to pick one of our, these questions ourselves. Yeah. We get to be our own voting. Oh, baby. And the one that we voted for, we discussed beforehand. We did. Was, with Arslan Ash winning Evo, do you think it is possible that somewhere in the world there is a scene or players that are really good that we've never heard anything from? What do you think? I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. There's, there's no question about that, right? Like, I think that that's very, very, very likely. I mean, the fact that Peru is even kind of proving that a little bit by beating people in Tekken mm-hmm. as well, right? And what is it? We just had Big Bird win a tournament, and Big Bird uh, got second place at Evo. He sure did. He beat Problem X at that tournament. And so, there you go. From, you know, the United Emirates, which didn't have a big fighting game presence until, you know, these guys have been starting to make their way around. You know, we're fortunate that we know of them now. Now it sounds normal. Right. Like, now we're like, oh, yeah, Big Bird from the UAE. That's cool. He's right. the, They have a seat. But, like, before that, like, we would have been like, UAE doesn't have a scene, you yeah, know? Yeah, and, and in all these cases, there are people who knew about it, as some people are saying in the chat. Mm-hmm. But... Most of us didn't know about that stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, as I've addressed, I was guilty of hearing from my friend who's from Pakistan and came to the U.S. and came out to, like, Wednesday Night Fights and stuff that Pakistan had the best Tekken scene in the world. And I said, nuh There's no way that's true. <laughs> and here There's it is. There's no way they're better than Korea. I mean, come on. But oh. I was wrong about that. So, I mean, we've... And, and I'm certainly not the only person to have made that mistake. You know, there's there's a lot of us who find out about scenes later on. Yeah. And those scenes always knew about themselves, and maybe their neighbors did, but a lot of other Dude, people did not. I still remember on SRK one time there was a guy, there was a troll on there that was just one of those guys who would post. He's like, I'm better than all these players. I yes. would beat all these players. I think players. I know where the story's going. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, you're you're not gonna beat like yeah. I and all those guys like <laughs> yeah, that. Okay, right? I know what we're talking about. And the guy, I don't know if this is the same story that you're, <laughs> you're you're thinking of, but the guy was just like blah blah blah, and he's like, "What if I showed up? What if I came out and I did beat them?" And I'd be like, "Then I would congratulate you." Yeah. <laughs> like that's just all it is, right? So it's now not that I never believed that they could come from a place like that. It's just that I just feel like the likelihood of it is very small. And that player was Afro Legends. <laughs> I'm serious. Do you remember that on no, no, SRK? I don't remember him saying stuff. I don't like remember that. him saying that stuff. Oh, really? And okay. him being like, "Yeah, I was. I'm like one of the best. Like, oh, I could beat all my okay, friends." Okay. And then it like this was distinctly out. about CVS too. <laughs> okay, this we is about ST. Yeah, okay, and it was okay. in the mid zeros, and we were and I, we were all like, uh, "We don't know who you are. There's no way you're right, 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 this, this uh-huh, is impossible." Uh-huh. And then yeah, he like won Evo later. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to him. Yeah, for sure. But that's very rare. So one thing that I think I've been thinking about that I think would be very interesting to do is try to think about like what are the things that are likely to lead to a good local fighting game scene. What what are the likely factors? Because then I think what would be super cool is to like predict what the next city is by by using these factors and then like asking around and being like, what about I don't know Mumbai. Like, like I don't know, some some big city. What about that? I'm I'm I have a what very, about Baku? I have a very biased answer to be honest with you. I have a very biased answer because I know this is. I'm pretty sure this is what they said about Pakistan, and that is 
have a good arcade. Okay, but I think it goes further than that because you have to be able to predict where the good arcade is likely to be. Right. You can't be certain, but mm-hmm. what's what's likely to cause a good arcade scene? Right. So arcade, what are the likely factors? Arcade in a area that is obviously heavily traversed, okay. in a country where people don't go home very easily. You know what I mean? That they they're out a lot. I mean, that's what happens in Japan. That's why a lot of people. Play in Japan, right? In arcades, because they just there's no reason for them to go home. Their homes are really small. Oh, oh, oh. You know, I think my transportation's bad. Oh no, 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 no! Just any any reason, you know what I mean? Like if, if something that just drives them all to one location to pass the time and play, because then, like I said, from the Street Fighter two days, that's just what kind of generated all the hotbeds. You just found the right place. Everyone played, and because someone would get so good, you couldn't play unless you got that good as well. But the better thing about it is you were in an arcade, so that whole aspect that we were talking about kind of ties into the very beginning, is that you did have friends. You had your friend in the arcade, and whenever you lost, and you're like, fuck this guy, I can't beat him! And then your friend would be like, dude, like you keep doing this, you keep dying. And you have that social aspect that you don't get when you play ranked online because then you're just losing and that's just it, right? There's no one sitting behind you going like, why are you jumping? Right, Like every time. Like every time he jumps backwards, you jump at him. Like every time. Right. I mean, like I said, I did that to my friend. Yeah. I literally jumped backwards and he would jump at me because everyone used to jump back and throw a fireball because they were trying to build that distance and that was the easiest way to do it. So I would jump back and he would jump at me and I'd uppercut him out of the air every time. And I said, and I looked at him, I was like, you know you jump at me every time I jump backwards. He's like, no, I don't. And so I jumped backwards, and before I landed, I yelled jump, and he walked forward, and like three seconds later, he jumped, and he was like, oh my god! <laughs> and you know, but you that's why I feel like the arcade scene is important, is because you is. get that kind of feedback and stuff like that. Well, so. okay, so I guess it's a little, maybe a little bit more than that, because I don't know that the UAE has like a good arcade scene, but they mm-hmm. have a good FGC. So I don't know if right. that's a one-to-one thing, but... Mm-hmm. I guess I guess I would take it a little bit more abstract than that. I'm looking at cities that are very populated and dense. Yes, that, that are likely to develop important. something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Cities that are that have some degree of wealth enough for that, and uh, d- sort of wealth and um, dependability. I don't know if there's a better word to say than that, but but where you can be sure that the arcade will be there tomorrow. It's not, it's not like war <laughs> on or whatever. Um, and that there's a degree of wealth that allows for there to be like, you know, some disposable income to have yeah. arcades and consoles and scenes and ability to travel and stuff like that. What's interesting is some people are even saying that poverty is actually probably a big factor as well because, honestly, that is where a lot of fighting game scenes developed was because there are a lot of people who didn't have money and arcades are actually one of the best ways to spend yeah. a night. Especially if you have a populated arcade because then there's two machines, one machine... And if there's two machines, one of the machines is the one that you want to play because that's where Vaya is, right? Yeah. And so everyone lines up for that. You only spend 50 cents yeah, but this every, is like, in, 30 minutes, This is, like, right? a U.S. context of poverty. So it, for us, poverty is what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But in other countries, poverty is, like, you probably didn't eat that day. And, and th- that cannot be it. It's not that poverty, right? It's, right, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, uh-huh. I, so in, in looking internationally, you, you're not looking at, like, U.S. levels of poverty. You're looking at like you can't be like an extremely poor city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there has mm-hmm. to be some degree of wealth to have just the ability just to have to an just, arcade an that arcade. exists. Like it just right. Has to, so right, right, right. Of um, course, of course. And I don't really know what else. I mean, I, I I haven't thought about this enough. I've just been thinking about it for the last week or so. But I 
I don't know, but I feel like there has to be some set of things that are met. So Lahore is a huge city. It's like 11 or 12 million people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It's you know one of the safer areas in Pakistan. It is one of the richer areas in Pakistan. It's a city that, in retrospect, like I get why there's a scene there. Okay, but I don't know if there's more than that. I, I'm sure there's more than that that factors in, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, KOF was super I'd popular globally because it was easily pirated. That was one of the main yeah, reasons. Right, yeah. um, I don't know if that's what people were talking about, but that was that's why they said it was so popular in China and Mexico because right. it was like super easily pirated. So, and uh, they just it could definitely just be a huge coincidence, but I just don't think that's true. I, I think it's unlikely, very unlikely, that you'll go to some small town in a part of the world that doesn't have much wealth and technology and stuff and find that there's a good local FGC. Probably not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? So it, um, among the giant cities of the world, maybe it's a coincidence that there's going to be a good FGC there. Because it's, you know, think about North America. Not every single one of our major cities has, like, the strongest scene. Right. Of course, yeah. The two biggest cities do, L.A. and New York. But, you know, some of the other scenes are strong without having been the biggest in the world. Austin, for a while, was maybe the best... Uh, at that third strike, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. certainly in Texas, and certainly one of the most, uh, one of the strongest in the country. That's not likely, maybe, but there it is. So I don't know. Maybe there's some degree of coincidence, but I, I do think that there's well, Shin a big factor of the other things, stuff I was talking. China about. is a whole different other story, right? China is is such an outlier of everything, yeah. despite all the people there, because of just the government and and everything being. Restricted. Like I could, I could imagine China just having the best players. Why not? Right. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, well, you got a billion people. You're gonna. So have that's a good question players. from Shogundo, right? What about Sonic Fox, right? Yeah. How did he get so good in Delaware? Right. Right. Totally. I mean, he had he had a he had an older top brother, old, older yeah. brother mm-hmm. and he grew up playing fighting games since he was a wee lad with one of the best players in the country. Right. But how did Quiggle get that good, dude? Yeah. I mean, so so I I think it's I think it's true that there is some degree of it just happens. Mm-hmm. But maybe there's a better way to describe that. I don't know, for example, I don't know Quiggle super well. I don't know his whole history. Right, right, right. So I, you know, I wish I could say more on what, like, led him to then leading to Sonic Fox. <laughs> right. There's probably some story there, but maybe it's just spontaneity. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. But I think that'd be really interesting to think about and then try to predict. I really do think that there are, you know, there's definitely going to be people... Like, okay, another way to state it here, too, though, is there's a little bit of different twist on there, right? So, in a small city, there definitely is the existence of players who have the potential to become the best. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I agree with that. It's just that they may never have had the opportunity to... To do that, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the, that's the wolf crones out there. Sure. That's the you know the the lost souls out sure. there. The uh, who is the the Liu Kang player? Uh, Combat or is, wasn't it the one of the MK- Combat is, is a big MK player. He's in New York though. Oh, there was one of the players that you said that kind of came from Ninja Killer, maybe Ninja Killer. That's the one. That's the one. Like, there's always going to be those kind of players. But lost soul learned from online. Right, the CEO that he won was the first tournament he ever played in, if I'm not mistaken. Like he never actually went into any sort of like offline events or something like that. So I certainly think it's true that like talent is more or less evenly distributed around the world, but 
that doesn't mean that you're going to become a great player. Right. There's mm-hmm. any number of other factors. Mm-hmm. I don't know so what all of them are. was coming to next level. I'd love I to know. I swear that he... I, I was told that that when he won CEO, was like his first tournament. Unless they meant it was his first major. Mm. Then I don't know. Then I don't know. Jasmine, what are you you're doing? Is she that? eating something? She's just she's doing that cat thing where she's like poking and pushing mm-hmm, everything mm-hmm, right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, but he did get good on net play. That is true. That is definitely a fact. This tail. Uh, Indian cities definitely have some scenes because they've definitely made it out and. Uh, yeah. Uh, boy, I remember talking with the player from India who qualified for. I think ESL Brooklyn beat Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he said that there were a thousand people who entered to qualify. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I never followed up on that to know if it was true. But I... I mean, why would you not believe him? I don't know. It's right. It's so many people in it's that It's not country. something you just come and lie about, right? Yeah, hey, yeah. we have a thousand people playing yeah. and, you know... And furthermore, there's just so many people in India. Why not a thousand? Right. Right. <laughs> What is a thousand people in India? We've got a billion people. So it's a thousand. <laughs> Nothing. I know. He's probably like, we only had a thousand. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know that sounds small, right, but right, you know, right, yeah. it's still a thousand's pretty impressive, you yeah. know. Uh, yeah, man, I wouldn't be too surprised if. Punk? Punk was another one, right? I mean, he's in Philly, but still, he got good mostly online. He got online. good online, yeah. He, yeah. Did, he did, did go to local sometimes, though, yeah. to be clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. I'll think about it more. But, yeah. I mean, I feel like most of the big cities, most of the big scenes that I can think of are uh, huge cities, dense, um, have a certain degree of wealth that allows Mm -hmm. people to have disposable income for this kind of thing. I don't know what other commonalities there are. I mean, you know, obviously they have to have, it can't be war-torn, right? Right, right. It can't be, they, they have to have technology and some mm-hmm, advanced degree mm-hmm. like you know there's I mean they can't have a government that restricts their internet access and all this other stuff right so yeah I mean it's also It'd funny cool that, like, literally the reason why basketball is so popular in China is because I think uh, the person who took over China just liked that sport so he like banned every sport except basketball <laughs> what yeah uh, I don't ever heard Jeez. yeah uh, and he That's was just horrible. like he's like we're not doing any of these sports except this one that I like and then that was it and Pretty much, it's how it worked. So yeah. they had a basketball court in the Forbidden City when my family and I went there like ten years ago. Yeah, I think that's one that's of the wild. that's one of the reasons. There you go, right there. <laughs> so it's because he liked it. Anyway, yeah. In conclusion, I really suspect that there is some hidden crew out there that's yeah. going to come kill yeah, us true. at some point. Jabali said that uh, there were a lot of good players at DreamHack Mumbai. He did say that, that's yeah, right. Yeah, so that doesn't surprise Like, Mumbai could easily be one of the next ones that just shows up all of a sudden with everybody. So. Why not? So, Shadow Boy, 38 months. Dang, that's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. But then again, it is crazy that we've been doing this for eight years now, so, you know. It's a while. <laughs> we're, we're coming up on 100 months, man. How about that? Is that true? Well, yeah. yeah, I guess it's true. Eight times so. Alright, um, you want to move on to the next one? Yeah, one? yeah, okay, let's just move on to the next stuff here. So we've got some FGC news here for you guys. So we've got some game... No, oh yeah, well, yeah. Game news, I guess, we've got the Bud Light Beer League. Right, right, right. Bud Light Beer League. Right. And you know what the funniest thing is? There is an event out there called Guilty Beer. And right, so, like, yeah. I feel like that's kind of rife for the taking, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like... 
they need to just do that. Hey, sh thank you, Shayon. Thank you very much. Thanks, man. Woo! Um, and Pugas. And Pugas, thank you. Uh, but uh, the Bud Light Beer League Tuesday Throwdown has an open online tourney in Tekken 7. Winner earns a spot in the Tekken World Tour Last Chance Qualifier. Yeah, I think this was today, by the way. Oh, that just took place today? Yeah, can you I'm click glad on it? you guys are watching this instead. No, I'm just kidding. Beginning August 27th. Yeah, so there's Western Qualifier on August 27th, then an Eastern one on September 3rd, then every other week it keeps jumping back and forth between Western and Eastern qualifiers at this time. So definitely watch their archives. Watch us live. Well, is it streamed? Did it say it was? Oh, that's a good question. Actually. I thought it was just more of a tournament thing. Uh, I don't see any information about Go back streaming. to the tweet? Definitely no stream information here. Yeah. So. I mean, this is. Well, next dude says it was streamed. Okay. okay. Was it on Tekken? Was it on Tekken? Once again, a site that does not have no. the information there. It sure doesn't. Rixta and Rib commentated. Oh, shout outs to Rib, my favorite. Rib, yeah, exactly. It was on Bud Light? No way. Yo, can you please go to twitch.tv slash Bud Light right now? I just want to see what it says. <laughs> <laughs> Twitch.tv slash Bud Light. Okay, you gotta make sure that you're 21, they ask you. Oh, man. Just, just scroll all the way down. I just literally just, yeah. You really just do that? I mean, when I put in my year, I'm basically scrolling all the way down. <laughs> okay. Alright? I'm okay. just saying. That's what I keep saying. It's like, you know how old you're getting when, when you go to one of those things where you have to verify your age? You just scroll and no, scroll I understand. and scroll. I'm Check out the... Oh, wait. Is it live right now? Oh, it might be live right now. I see someone... This ad supports Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? Hey, hey, it's hey look at that. It's, it's Rib and Rixta. Yeah, Shouts to Rib right with his now. green screen background right there. This is hilarious. Um, now, I think this is cool. What do you think about the fact that Bud Light is doing Tekken on twitch.tv slash Bud Light? I mean, I'm not opposed to it. There's a whole world out there that drinks beer, right? I mean, exactly. I mean, look, I went to Germany... And I probably wasted that opportunity. The whole time I was in Germany, I was like, God, David would be so happy out here, dude. Like, cause we got better beer. Really? You yeah, think so? In I America? So. Hmm? Wow. I told the story last time. Okay, okay. Right? I went to the Great British Beer Festival in London while I was studying abroad there. And guess which country won almost all of the major oh, that's awards. that's right, that's right. Bam! Okay, okay. But in any case... But anyway, they do uh, have good beer. I mean, I don't drink beer, but... Obviously, a lot of people do. Yeah, it's an alcoholic thing, beer's problem and stuff. But, I mean, the Bud Light thing had the, had the age verification on there, right? I mean, then basically, I mean, everybody lies anyway. But still, yeah. you know, they're, they're, it's not like, hey, kids, drink beer, you know what I mean, kind of thing. So, and again, I've always been in, a favor, in favor of non-endemic sponsors anyway because... I think that whole argument of we need to move to PCs to get sponsors, I think it's just a big load of horse dookie. Because, like, I think... <laughs> it's horse pucky, man. 
cow chips. Cow chips, man. That's what it is. Um, we have beer advertisers now. You can start cussing, dude. Yeah, that's true. Huh? Well, Step we don't. We don't have one of those limit things on it. We don't have an age <laughs> thing on our. No, we don't. On our stream, so I can't say fuck, right? Oh. So. <laughs> can you go back and see how many viewers are on twitchtv slash Bud Light? Yeah, sure, no problem. <laughs> Let me see this ad again here. Five hundred and sixty-four people. And how many people are following twitchtv slash Bud Light? Thirteen thousand nine hundred sixty-eight. Wait, where did you see that? What's oh, up? up here. Yeah, okay, okay. There you go. And how long? Well, they have one hundred twenty-five videos, so they've been around for a little while at least. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm down with it. Why not? Yeah, I'm an, cool I mean, game. like, I still think I'm still surprised something like McDonald's or Burger King has not just come and jumped in mm -hmm. because I feel like that's. I mean, FGC. Is poverty, right? You know, to a degree, and um, I just feel like also everybody eats. Yeah, and everybody food. eats McDonald's, right? And McDonald's is like the perfect poverty food, right? So I mean, I think that's such a good idea. So yeah, I don't know, man. But anyway, I'm I'm cool with it. It it reminds me of. Do you remember the Bud Light All Stars? Yes, I remember. What that. was that about? I mean, that was them. There was probably their first foray into it, where they were trying to do something on their own. And I think they probably realized that didn't work out so well. Yeah. So now they're just trying to like. But like, literally, what was it? Like, what were they? Nothing ever happened, right? right? They put them in a house and like, like FKF no like idea. got to ride in a fancy car, right. and like that was the end of that, right? right. I don't know what the heck that was all about. There's the absurd picture of Justin with the Bud Light hat and the Bud Light shirt holding a Bud Light with the Bud Light sunglasses on. You haven't seen that? <laughs> That's right. It's I great. Think I it's great. Yeah. You've seen it. Uh, so anyway, it's cool to me that they're getting involved. Um, you know, they, ha they have to advertise, right? Bud Light's really bad, and so they have to advertise a lot to keep it in your mind. Mm -hmm. So I get it. But hey, if Angel City would like to sponsor eSports, you know. Well, why not hang out on the Ultra Chen show, huh? Angel City? Yeah, it's a local LA brewery. Ah, okay. You know what? If Angel City sponsors us, I will drink Angel City on this stream. Just at least a sip. At least a sip. Are you allowed to? Oh, that's right. Think, Terms of service. Huh? Yeah. Terms of service. I'll record a video of me drinking it and put it on our Ultra Chen Twitter. <laughs> okay, there you go. There you, there you go. go. What's what's this? Yeah. What's this? I can't uh, investigate for myself anymore. Okay. There's the oh, picture. Yeah, 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 yeah. The that's famous right, Justin right. Wong picture. It's so funny. What a classic, hilarious picture. Because Justin Wong is also doing the, 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 the duck lips face, too. Which <laughs> he, he is, was yeah. obsessed with for a while. It's pretty, so. it's pretty funny right there. Yeah. Anyway, welcome to Bud Light. Go oh, that's true. <laughs> Never thought about that. <laughs> the top uh, Tetris player, Jonas, you know, he, he works at like a bar and stuff and he makes his own beer and I think they drink it Ooh, on stream. Ooh, so. rad. That's cool. He I don't actually know if that's He should sponsor us. He should sponsor yeah, us. Yeah, totally. There you go. Totally. You know, he's that CTWC champion for seven years running, except for last year, but seven tiers, seven years in a row. So you know this guy is loaded with cash. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Seven years in a row, not seven years in a row, but, you know, seven out of eight years yeah. of classic Nest Tetris. Because you know that's where the, the money, money is. Esports Tetris, that's baby! Right. That's right. 
That's right. That's right. There you right. go. What, what else is going on here? Uh, community news. Uh, Showrooking.com has not been doing well recently. It's just kind of faded and disappeared and like... Their Twitter is doing stuff, but they're not really doing anything on the website and everything. And uh, someone came out and actually wrote about it and was like, hey, look, this is from my perspective as one of the writers, and I became editor at one point in time. You can, you, can you click the link? Because it has the person's name in there, and I don't oh, want to okay, miss okay. that. So Luke Schutte, uh, who was an ex-content writer and journalist and a contributor to Showrooking.com, wrote up this big old thing about like what happened to Shorukin and what well, from his perspective because a lot of people are wondering what's going on. Tom Cannon actually responded to that and started talking about it and I did read it and uh uh oh it's not this one here. Oh this is actually Luke's article over here. Yeah, it's oh, just he's, he's just the tweets. Yeah, yeah. And he just basically talked about how it's there's just no profit in it at this point and it's just really hard to maintain at this point and so really it's just like there's no reason to kind of keep it around or maintain it at this point and uh they only maintain the forums because they found a really cheap alternative because i mean true story shorukin.com was costing thousands of dollars a month like in the hole for the cannons during the peak right and then at one point in time, all the advertisements started showing up. You remember that? That mm -hmm. was uh, Canada helping out. Mm -hmm. And it actually got to the point where Shoryuken wasn't just the biggest giant money pit in the world, right? And so, and then everyone got mad, and then people stopped going there. The the, uh, yeah, the ads, and then they put the ad blockers. And Tom yeah. even said the ad blockers one of the main reasons why it died. And they just don't yeah. have it because 90% of the people out there browsing use ad blockers now. And so there's just no way to kind of make it maintain. So even if you could come up with something new for SRK right now, ad blockers would kill any hope of having that be worth to maintain. And one of the only ways you're going to maintain a site like this is if you pay people to do it. But if you're not making any money, then where are you going to get the money to pay people unless you just keep letting it be a money sink, right? So it really just comes down to the good of your heart to maintain something like that. Or just someone just really wants to do it stuff, so... So, yeah, uh, the ad block was annoying. Um, on the other hand, look, I I have ad block installed by default. I whitelist everybody uh, whose site I care about. And I don't care about everybody's site. I'm going to be honest. But everybody whose site I think is doing good work, uh, including YouTube channels and Twitch streams and articles, I read a lot, right? I read a lot of news and stuff. And, and for all of those, I, I whitelist it. So I only have it on because I don't want to go to some site and get busted. I don't want to get infected with some nonsense. So if I think it's fine, then I'll always whitelist mm -hmm. it. But I, like, I have it on by, by default. I think it's important to have it to whitelist if you do use it with uh, people who you think are making good stuff. Okay. It's, it's important. To, it, again, it's like with piracy, right? Like, whatever. If you pirate some stuff, I don't care. Um, not legally. But I don't care, like, philosophically. But... Definitely support the stuff that you care about. Right, like definitely, if you care about an artist and you'd like them to keep making more of whatever, mm -hmm. then support them. Right, but so what do you do in a situation where SRK? A lot of people are saying that they installed ad block because of SRK because the ads are super intrusive and stuff like that. But you know, those are the ads that make you the money. Yeah, right? um, I mean, if it's not important enough to you, then I guess you know what are you going to do? But I, I hope. That's important. 
Right. I mean, you know, we're you guys are watching a tiny show about the FGC right now. Right. Whatever time it is. 7.45 here, and it's definitely later than that for almost all of you. So and clearly you, everybody's you, whitelisted us already with their ad blockers. I don't, for you know, sure. Right, I'm guys? Just saying, I'm just saying you're you guys are the loveliest audience out there. You're obviously you invested in fighting person, games. 100% already have whitelisted us. So. so if you're invested in fighting games enough, I would hope that you'd support the people who are doing things in fighting games. That's all. I can't make you do that, but I would hope that you would. No ad block. Hey, look at that. We got a Yeah, I use it more as a safety precaution. Well, yeah, I know. Thank I you. know. Will do. <clears throat> Honestly, I don't browse the internet all that much these days. Wow. It's mostly just social media sites all oh, day. Oh, no. Yeah, it's really bad. It's really bad. So. I go to Reddit and I click on all of the links and I read the articles. I don't just go to the comments. That's right. <laughs> <sighs> oh no, what did Isaac Torres say about it, Fanta? I did not see that he actually said anything. Yeah, it's an unfortunate well, situation. Well, look, I, I, the things that I care about are like are things like articles. So I don't care that much about like music. <laughs> It sounds weird coming from myself and my own brain, too, but that is the truth, to be honest. So, for me, that's whatever. But, yeah, I really care about writing and people writing stuff, and so that's what I support. Music is so... Ah, that's so weird. No, I get it. I know it's weird. It sounds weird coming out of my mouth, too, but that, it's true. Music is, like, one of the things that makes me happiest these days. Well, I've been, I've been replaying StarCraft One. 85% because of the soundtrack, so it's not entirely... Really? It's oh, amazing. Really? Oh. I didn't know World of Warcraft oh. was about the soundtrack. Wait, did I say WoW? No, I meant to say StarCraft, if I... Oh, you said WoW, I think. Okay, so. my bad. Yeah, no, StarCraft. Okay, okay. StarCraft. Okay. WoW's is fine. But StarCraft. <laughs> you streamed that classic StarCraft. Yeah, I have been it. for the last few days, That's yeah. That's funny, Okay. I did say StarCraft. Oh, you did say you StarCraft? have WoW on the brain? Oh, okay. Uh oh. I guess, I guess so, then. Never all right, mind. all right. Anyway. Okay. <coughs> okay. Anything else going on? Uh, I'm definitely bad at SC. No doubt. Oh, boy. It was 15 years ago, man. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I expect ago. you to still be good at StarCraft yeah, yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, obviously, uh, our window of about 15 years before our planet goes to destruction has been like shortened to 18 months now okay. i think great largely due to the fires in the rainforest right now uh well the tournament organizer of uh sencal standoff see one of the tos there sierra uh has created a gofundme to help support the Amazon rainforest. She's not even going for anything crazy. She just wants to see if she can get $1,000 to donate for the help, obviously. I mean, you know, a bunch of countries are trying to donate $20 million or whatever like that, but everything can help. Although I heard Brazil's trying to, like, refuse that money right now or something. Yeah, it's, you know, it's weird. Well, it's Why? intentionally weird. Right. <laughs> That is not accidentally weird. Yeah. Anyways, uh, you can check that out if you go to GoFundMe, do a support, do a search for FGC supports 
the Amazon rainforest if you want to donate to that and then then you can uh, also help donate some money to help the Amazon rainforest this is it's so crazy to me because like seriously like I was joking about this with to Olaf just recently right it's like you know how in the scene in Endgame spoiler alert right? uh oh you know that you know Hulk says oh no Okay. Well, at this point in time, like I feel like you know, it. you know, what Hulk says, like he feels like he needs to do the snap because maybe that's what he was born for because his invincibility was made to to, to survive the snap, right? Like Jeff Bezos has a company called Amazon. Like maybe that's what his he he got that for, so he could just put all the money into the Amazon rainforest. Like, come on, come on, man. Like it's just it's. You make like eighteen million dollars. Like they said, that he had to. Sp he has to spend like eighteen million dollars a day, in order to lose money or something like that. You know what I mean? Just to combat how much he makes from just interest and stuff. Like, why wouldn't he do? Oh God. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Spirit of the CPT. A necessary condition for having that wealth in the first place is not caring. Yeah, of course. That's of course the reason why he doesn't do it. Yeah. That's of course the reason why he does it. I know. I know. But it's just like. How poetic would that have been, dude? How poetic would that have been that what? the CEO of Amazon who made this billion dollars, billions of dollars on Hundred Amazon, billion. hundreds of billions of dollars on Amazon, <laughs> was the guy who saved the Amazon rainforest. I mean, it would just be like the, 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 the ending of the story, you know what I mean? It was just... You know, yeah. But I just don't understand it, dude. But then I always go back to that thing that you were telling me about the, the Monopoly experiment that they did with those people. Uh, they just started some people with a lot of money and then others without, and they just it just changed their behavior. Yeah. People who started out with money acted differently. They acted more selfishly, and they uh, uh, believed that it was due to their their expertise at Monopoly rather than the fact that they started out with more money. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Good experiment. Yeah. Anyway. That's actually kind of cool. <clears throat> um, anything else going on? Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh yeah, there was also this issue where the Tekken YouTubers were demonetized. Right, right, Because right. of music rights, or... Yeah, I, I don't remember even, whatever. It was some music... What was it? I don't it doesn't matter. Um, the, the point of it is that... Uh, I wasn't planning to talk about this, but on Best of Five, they were talking about it, and they were just, like, wondering what the law is, basically... And I want to reiterate, as I often have, that you don't own any rights in the video games you play. And your playing of them does not grant you rights in those video games. You're not transforming the work. It's not a transformative work. It's not fair use to play a video game and make your own gameplay. You don't have any rights in it at all. You, if you have a license, for example, with Bandai Namco, then, okay, maybe you have some rights. Mm -hmm. You can probably do. But... Everybody else, you don't have anything at all. So when they come to demonetize you, you cannot argue that, oh, I uploaded it because it's fair use, because my playing, I play it so well that it's transformed it, which is the legal word that you need to use. That's a big old no, everybody. Yeah, but for some reason, I just don't believe that Bandai Namco probably, like, if, I'm sure that they'll probably be like, whoops, that's just, you know, counter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael Murray it. already addressed it, and he was like, okay, look, this okay. is not my job, but, like, I'll get somebody on it. Okay, cool. Yeah. See, at least he said that. I mean, that's... It's, it's nice yeah. having Mike, that Michael Murray 
you know, especially because, you know, Harada trusts him and stuff like that, so. Yeah, Dimitri Vegas, I heard about doing the same thing. So there's a joke growing around in the Mortal Kombat scene that people are going to start using the Dimitri Vegas skin because when they lose, they don't want their videos of them losing to get uploaded because if it gets uploaded, then it'll get demonetized or <laughs> taken down. It'll get DMCA'd, right? So it's a safe way to make sure that you don't get your losses uploaded to YouTube. <laughs> it's genius. Fighting game players will know how to take advantage of everything. Genius. Oh my god, that's too funny. Yeah. But I, I suspect that for Dimitri Vegas as well, it's not that he, the electronic music dude and Mortal Kombat fan, cares that you're using his face mm -hmm. and voice lines. It's that somewhere down the line, one of his lawyers is like, oh, well, I don't have anything else to do. <laughs> I, I really think it's something uh, dumb like that. Oh, man. Well, that's an interesting question. Shankar asks that, you know, changing MK11 from 2 out of 3 to 3 out of 5 the whole way through. Yeah, no, I don't do you think that's necessary? No. Okay. <clears throat> That's how that's how it's it's been in in a lot of the situations that I've dealt with where somebody one of my clients like gets a copyright claim against them. It's very often not been the person whose song it was or whose video it was, whose game it was, whatever. It's that they have a publishing company that represents them and that publishing company doesn't want to allow it. Or the video game publisher doesn't want to like it's it's separate from the people who made the thing. Very often been the case for at least in my experience. Also, did you watch any of Sonic Fox's stream where he did the forty-eight hour stream? You know, I did a little bit, but not a lot. Shouts okay. to him; he raised a ton of money for a good charity, and he also, as a result of earning raising twenty thousand dollars, shaved his mustache. Wow. Okay, she didn't like the shaving of the mustache, I guess. She, she, like I said, she hates being She's not up. into that. No. And when I heard that he had raised so much money... Hey, what are you guys doing? Wow. That he shaved his mustache? I thought to myself, Sonic Fox has a mustache? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess he did. Uh... But it seemed like a big deal to him that he shaved it. All right. Trying to figure out why these cats are all of a sudden going at it here. Right. So Matt Mars, right? It's often the case that publishing companies will have the rights to enforce the uh, copyright, mm -hmm. and that they do because that's their business. Right. That's that's their job. It's the whole reason that they exist. I think that they're often too zealous about that, but you know, obviously, I'm a big copy leftist, so. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, we did talk. Bam. I know some people said something about it. Uh, we talked about it a little bit. Yeah, I think he looks exactly the same without okay. the mustache myself. Yeah, okay, never mind. We did talk about it last week, the, the, the Zykes versus uh, Arturo thing. Yeah. yeah, so this seems like it happened. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's kind That of sucks. Sucks, yeah. It sucks. I don't know what else to say about it other than what we're talking about is that for the Street Fighter League, the fourth place voter inner getter was disqualified. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So then the fifth place vote getter was Emezi. 
Amazing, aka Zykes. Yeah, and the sixth place was Art, Arturo Sanchez. And it seems that SFL was filmed last week, and that Art was the one who went. Yes. And that Amezi was never even contacted. I mean, I don't know what to say about it. it yeah, it sucks. It, I don't know. This, this and the issue we were talking about earlier, where Capcom had that weird nothing statement uh-huh. that didn't satisfy anybody. These are just such unforced errors. Yeah. It just didn't need to be like that. I know. It easily could have not been that way. Hmm. I don't, and I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, it's like, what was the voting for then, you know? Right, what was the voting for? I really don't know. I don't know if there's some other circumstance that they didn't invite Amezi for. I don't know yeah, the guy no. personally, but I, I mean, mean is I, that true? I haven't is heard that anything negative about him. now just going to, like, be anti-Street Fighter on Twitter? <laughs> Which I would actually s- be the ultimate heel turn. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> Right, I don't know. It's oh man, very unfortunate. Look, not, this is not confirmed, but it's just we're all putting two and two together. Yeah. That a lot of the people who were voted in or who made it in were in SoCal, and they took pictures with each other and put them on social media. So, yeah, I mean, come on. and like, like Tommy Two Step was like, "Hey, I had such a great experience out here in Southern California." What were you doing? Yeah, I know. I well, like, going surfing? No, I mean, come on, yeah. <laughs> come on, come on. Is that how he sounds? <laughs> Is that your Tommy Two Step impersonation? Oh, it's surfing. I'm gonna stand by that. I'm gonna stand by that. Yeah, I don't know. I think this really sucks. And and again, it's just a big old unforced error that just did not need to happen. Yeah. If they had even just reached out to him, if they had any explanation publicly, it would have been better. But uh, they ain't got that stuff. Very strange. Yeah. Unfortunate situation, so. I would just rather <laughs> know what's going on, of course. Crack front, yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, it's, it's the story of too much from Capcom, of just unforced errors. Just yeah. happened too many times. <laughs> hey man, we've already made a statement that we will also answer one of the questions that we deem fit ourselves. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you guys can vote, but and we answer the and vote. We did. We did. We did. We did. We obey that. And we took it seriously. Shay, Shay. No, I'm just kidding. we took it seriously. <laughs> right. uh, anyways, okay. anyways, uh, I've been playing a lot of Honda, and I think he's good, and I just don't understand why people don't. I don't know. And every time I, mean, I talk about he's it... he's also the strongest character when oiled up, right? So. All right. <laughs> every time I talk about this on Twitter, people reply to me and they're like, yeah, but what about his bad matchups? And then I'm like, okay, well, what, a, what bad matchups? Uh-huh. And it's rare that I've gotten any concrete answers. And when I have, I'm like, well, I did some research and actually, like, for example, Honda can trade headbutt with whirlwind shot pressure really easily. EX Butch Slam escapes Rashid's corner control really well. His buttons can actually counter poke against the, the running spinner spinner really well. He actually has a lot to say in that matchup. I don't think it's bad. And that's, like, been my experience each time so far. Right. So, I, I don't know. And when, when I went to a local, I played Honda, and one of the guys I played with, he was like, 
yeah, he seems like a fun character, except for all those bad matchups. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. It's almost like everybody maybe, still maybe he's, he's bad. ST, I don't you know? know if he's bad, but I don't think he is. And when I've asked for, like, why is he bad? I get, well, he his wake-up's poor. Okay, that's true. <laughs> but, but that's true of 98% of the characters. You know, you don't get knocked down in this game. Everybody knows. So I, I don't get it. Right. I'm not sure yet. I don't know. I've I played a lot with a good G, and we went. Last night, I think we literally went 15 14 or something like that, okay, or whatever. It okay. was very close. Okay. So I, I think it's legit. I really don't know. But I think he's cool and fun and good. And then watch, nobody will ever play Honda, and we'll just move on to Street Fighter 6, yeah, and we'll never right? know if Honda's good. <laughs> I actually got the chance to finally test out Lucia. Okay. And I think she's really interesting. She seems good. Yeah, she's gonna pretty be good. good. But the funny thing is, the character that everybody feels like is the weakest out of the three, Poison, seems to be doing the most damage right now. Like, I see more people playing her than, than other characters. So, Justin said he's only going to main Poison mm-hmm. from now on. You know, and uh, Mono's playing Poison now, and uh, Ricky said that she's going to be playing Poison, cool. so there you go. I can see that for all of them. And they would have probably all played it really differently. Like, Mono's definitely the setup-heavy Poison. He's going to be super technical. With super technical, setup-heavy yeah, Poison. Uh, and then uh, Justin's going to do, like, Stand Fierce. I mean, crouch, Crouching Fierce and The Whip. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then Crouching Strong. <laughs> and, <laughs> that's it. Oh, yes, so- is Sako learning Lucia? Oh, that's actually cool. She's fun. Like, I was actually surprised, like I said, I think I mentioned this last week, but all three characters, they just have really interesting execution stuff. Okay, yeah. Like, all of them do. And it's just, it's it's cool. Like, Lucia actually just has really neat combos, especially with, like, V-Trigger 1. You know, like, after she does the rush, only low jab com- combos, and low jab can be canceled into, you know, her spin kick thing. Yeah. But if you have V-Trigger 1, they can cancel into her V-Skill, which is then cancelable into the V-Trigger, which then you get you the juggle. And, like, oh, you can also juggle with this. And the, I don't know. They just they did a lot of really interesting combo paths with her. Like, in the corner, you get these cool, like, EX fireball juggle into the EX this and the EX fireball. And, the e- and like, it was just... They did a lot of really neat things with her, and she seems kind of fun. So, yeah. So yeah. she seems like she seems really cool. Um, I've been playing a lot of Teppin still. Right, right. Oh yeah, I meant to talk about the new Teppin cards when my computer died. So oh, okay, yeah, in the yeah, yeah. But um, I've been playing not a lot. Out. I'm kind of addicted to it right mm-hmm. now. So much to the point that it's cutting into my Final Fantasy record keeper. Nice! It's just crazy. Okay, actually. wow, the king is unthrown. Yeah, but like I said, the, the, the cool thing about it is it's like it's easy for me to run in there and play against the computer yeah. or play a player match and yeah. not have any worry about things like that. Totally. The matches are super it's two, fast. It's two to five minutes long. Yeah, it's super fast. It's just, it's just one of those games that's easy to play stress-free. Like, when I play ranked, I get salty about my RNG and whatever like that, yeah. but then there's just a lot of ways to play the game and, and not have to worry about yeah. it. I don't know. It, and it just it doesn't feel as stressful as fighting games. I don't know what it is. So. Oh, it's because you have something you can blame it on. That's also another thing, too, right? Like, oh, it's clearly the RNG's fault. That I'm losing, you know. I don't know, you know. I, I guess I can see that, but um, I, don't, I don't have a deep history with card games like this. But I've certainly played enough of them to like just think of the RNG as, you know, sometimes you get the good Faust item and sometimes not. It's just 
You, just, you still have a lot of control over what you do. It depends on the deck. Depends on the deck. For sure, some are more. Right. Uh, more it risk depends heavy. on your deck construction yeah. Yeah. Right? and the deck. But a well constructed deck mm-hmm. should minimize. I mean, I was in a ranked match. I was trying to get my three in a row so I could get the bonus star, and I got into the third mm-hmm. one, and I ended up fighting a Nerg, and I was like, oh god, because I'm using Morrigan, and anybody who has destroy cards is just a mm-hmm. pain in the mm-hmm. ass to fight against. Fought against a Nerg. It's like, all right, fight, surrender. And I was like, he got five cards that only act on his own units. Yeah. And he couldn't yeah. do anything. Yeah, I mean, you, but you can minimize this stuff. And yeah, the well-constructed yeah, yeah, yeah. deck should, should sure. minimize it. So sure. I, 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 there's a lot of control that you have over it. Yeah, yeah I, I really like it. Uh, I'm going to be building uh, a couple of new decks. There's an exhibition this get. weekend at PAX West as well, okay. right? Where Justin's going to be in it. Uh, Spooky's going to be Ooh. in it. Uh, who else is in it? Uh, there's a whole bunch of people in that thing. Yeah, sometimes you just get bad draws in, in any card game, but again, you can... Yeah. You can, you can and that's the thing, stuff. is that's one of the reasons why I never played games like card games before, because I know with my temperament and how frustrated I get at games, I like that's how mad I get a lot of the time. I, I, bet, so, I like, bet it's like when you play a fighting game, where in reality, you're like doing good stuff a lot of the time, mm-hmm. but in your brain, you're, you just record the bad stuff, and you think that you did terribly, but like actually you didn't. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, dude. I bet, I bet, I bet clearly, every I bet time I get RNG. mad, I bet that your, your RNG clearly, is probably totally normal. Clearly, but you just remember the bad stuff. I get mad. It is, and I'm saying I'm doing bad. I am definitely yeah. doing bad. It was funny because when you watched those MK matches, I was like, "Wait, I'm not." Doing I know. Bad. <laughs> I know. You know? Oh, it's so funny. Oh, man, it's just the way it works, man. But uh, there was eight players, but the four fighting game ones are Justin Wong. Chris G, Spooky, and Unruly. Ooh, who else is playing then? Do you know? Uh, there was four more people that they announced. Uh, Are they see. like? I just wonder if they're like dedicated card heads. Yeah. So there's Muffin Pastry Pie. I don't know any of these people. Okay. Cure Mango, Mogwai. And Zinigami. Are these people gonna blow up the fighting game heads? They probably are, right? I don't know anything about the, these players. The fighting game ads. Heads. Oh, heads. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know who these guys are, unfortunately. Uh, I don't know where they're from. I don't know. Are they Yu-Gi-Oh players or something? But I mean, that's the thing is they may, you might think that they might blow up the fighting game players, but in fact, we have a fighting game player who goes by the handle Das Danka, who did really well in Hearthstone. So you know, maybe it's True. just fighting game players are the best, and we're just not playing the CCGs. And if we did, we will start destroying their lives. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> yeah, Spooky will be fine. I've gotten to really enjoy the part of Teppin where the mix-up of whether to lay your card down last second. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was playing uh, against somebody who, you know, obviously you wait to lay your action mm-hmm. card down to the very end, right? <laughs> But what you could do is wait until just before the very end, because then that can interrupt what they wanted to play instead. Right. Because they yeah. they're trying to get in there before you. Right, so you're like, actually, your... I'm going to go before right. you, and now I screw your time. Especially if you have an action card, because it goes so, yeah, bing, yeah. and then exactly. they let go, and then now they're like, exactly. shoot, I yeah. can't drag it in there. So, so you have to have the prediction of already dragging your card up before uh-huh. the action card starts from the opponent. Right. And then you have to let the whole timer run out, and then you still have the card. Right. right? So you don't uh-huh. have to drag it back up again. You can just let it go. Um, 
And and at the same time, you can also do things like, okay, they're going to play a unit that will blow up mine at the very last second, and I can't react to it. So I'm just going to put down my destroy card right when I expect them to put yeah, the card, and I can't yeah, react. Yeah. Uh-huh, it's just uh-huh. a mix-up. I'm just going to do it. Mm-hmm. And th- when that pays off, that's like such a sick Dude, I mean, it, I, the game that you watched on my stream, the very last game that I won, I basically had that open lane, and I was like, he's going to throw down something yeah. there. Yeah. And I grabbed my uh, my uh, seal uh-huh. seal uh-huh. guy, and I just held it on top of it. There you go. just waited. Yeah. And I was like, I could play this now, but just go well, away. That's what you got to do. Just go away. And then he... He, as soon as he put down a card, I just dropped it. I yeah. didn't care what it was. Yeah, and it was a resonance card, and then as soon as I dropped it, no more resonance. 100%. And I won, so there you go. But yeah, but there, there are some times when I haven't reacted. I've just been like, he's... Like, like my Chun card yeah, yeah, yeah. is going uh-huh. along, and the action bar's almost done. Uh-huh. The attack bar's almost done. And they're going to put down some card that will like blow up my Chun. But I can't let that happen. Right, yeah, So yeah. I need to, before they even put it down... Like simultaneously with, uh-huh, without uh-huh. reacting, I just put my card down. Yeah, and I got right. it. That's it. Yeah. Cool feeling. Although there's right a lot now, of opportunities for for moments like that in Tepin. I think right. it's really cool. Right now, I will say this though: I do think that uh, Wesker is probably the most overpowered character in the game right now. Uh, I, there was one point in time where I was taking one of my card decks on there just for fun, and I played in practice mode, and I fought a Wesker, a Wesker, a Wesker, a Wesker, a Dante, a Wesker, a Wesker, a Wesker. Like, I fought what? seven out of eight Weskers. What rank are you now? I'm, like, B-something, so I was running into a lot of A's that were playing Wesker, a lot of just the pure top 10,000 ranked players. They're all using Wesker, dude. Wesker is so good. Because Wesker's very common. I think that the the way to nerf Wesker is that the revenge mechanic has to have more card erasure. Oh! What are you doing, Nathan? You just went for a jug. Did you see that? Yeah, I know. Nathan just like attacked Jasmine just... for no reason. Wow, what a jerk. Nathan, man. Anyway, yeah, they, Sorry, they, I mean, they could uh... probably nerf that a little bit. Uh, but I do really like the gameplay of Wesker because he feels to me like his original game incarnation where mm-hmm. he's like fast and has a great comeback potential in X Factor 3 in the first game he appeared in. So I, I think that that's like a really good homage to hmm. classic Wesker. Interesting. I don't even think that's how they were doing it. I think they built the revenge mechanic because he's, he controls zombies. <laughs> well, <yeah>. maybe. <laughs> but I, I do think he's the strongest character right now. Because even like people were using that one, although it's a super risky strategy, I was like, "What the hell?" You know, there's that one Wesker card that starts seventeen seventeen. Yeah, the Wesker. But then it subtracts whatever. But it's a six card, right? So obviously, if you're using two colors, you can't use the card, right? Well, people figured out ways to do it. With Ouroboros, you can actually just have the card, throw it into your graveyard, and then Ouroboros pulls it out. And they're using a green deck, and then they use the Chris reset for two, and then all of a sudden you're dealing with a 17-17. Like, I fought someone who did that, I was like, what the hell? And then I destroyed the card, and then he brought it back with the next Ouroboros, and I destroyed it, and he brought it back again, and I was like, what is even happening here? I was like, (laughs) how is this even fair? Ouroboros is pretty messed up, man. Yeah, and so... I mean, like, maybe Ouroboros, what it needs to do is, like, when you activate it all... Because, you know, there's the one card that you can throw down that turns any card into a revenge card. Mm-hmm. But you lose three cards out of your deck. And I think there needs to be a little bit... Because one of the things that I've learned about fighting Wesker is, like, I, I built a really stupid deck just for fun. You, you probably saw me playing it, which was my ner- my Wrath Nerg deck, which I just basically kill myself and heal myself the entire time. It's a green-black deck, right? 
and I can survive against every Wesker that I play until I just run out of cards. Okay. And he's still sitting on eight cards. Right. And so then all of a sudden it's just like zombie, zombie, zombie. Like, revenge, revenge, revenge. And I'm just like, I have no cards left, you know? Yeah, Wesker's really weird because I feel like he plays one of the fastest games and also sustains the one of the most. Yeah. Like he's both uh, at the beginning really strong and then at the end game right. he's also really good. So that's what I mean is that revenge I feel like yeah. needs to be a mechanic great, that man. kills the, your cards a little bit more often or something like that just to kind of balance it out a little bit. Yeah, we'll see what they do. Yeah. yeah. Um, looking forward to the next one. There's, there's going to be a spillover mechanic which allows your, your card, your unit to attack the lanes next to the one that it's directly attacking for a little bit less damage. Which is cool. You know, a little bit more uh, lane considerations gonna, Nathan's making these meowing noises yeah, he's, he's definitely going to be going for Jasmine yeah, he's trying he's, to pounce her yeah, right he's now in, he's in so. pounce mode alright now he's in confused mode anyway <clears throat> so the more I play the more I think purple's like not that cheap no it's not it's not it's too dependent on one cards and there's too many destroy card kind of mechanics yeah I think purple's very matchup dependent that's all Attack this instead. Attack this instead. <laughs> Alright, man. <laughs> well, you wanna pack it up here? Yeah, okay, let's stop. Let's stop, so. Okay. Alright, guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh... Are we gonna do the giveaway for we forgot last week? I regret to inform you that I forgot to bring the clothes that I was going to show off to give away on this stream so that will have to be postponed for yet another week uh, I mean you know I didn't I had other stuff going on today so that's yeah little, yeah that's fair that's fair a little unusual of a day it was not a normal time but yeah we'll do it at some point next week okay uh, so I still need to contact Big Bird and Angry Bird see if we can make emotes out of them <laughs> okay. next week if you are into Roadrunner Records and you wear a 2XL, let me know. There's more than that. Alright, All right, thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope they buff Honda, he needs it. Yeah, keep tell, talking about how much he sucks. That's the strategy. It's going to be Abigail season 2 to season 3 for sure. I mean, that's kind of what happened with Jubei in Samurai Showdown. Nobody talked about him and now he's like ridiculously good. He's like the best character in the game. <laughs>